Drama City Productions presents Immersion Rig Now Online Welcome Nerd Now Generating Episode 71 Featuring Horror Comics Movies Wrestling Full immersion begins in 3 2 1 Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. Christian, you got a big weekend coming up, huh? Yes, I'm going to party like there's never been a party before. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> is that how they do it at anime conventions? Yes, it always gets a little bit too raunchy and too fun. Raunchy, right? Yes. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> there is a very... So our Instagram will be blowing up this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not going to post anything from the hentai panels in... <laughs> on our Instagram. So Okay, fine. <laughs> Is this one of those where there's like an after rave? Or yeah. Or was that? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going to be there? Are you cosplaying? No. I'll, I'll be there as me. As you. As, yeah. Which is almost like cosplay. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's a more positive version of me. Oh, okay. You're going to be smiling more? <laughs> it's like the opposite. It's exactly. the bizarre world Christian. I like that. <laughs> um... Uh, is the belt going to be there, Christian? Yes, the belt will be with me. Okay. Around my waist or on my shoulder, you know. That was kind of a segue for you to tell people about the belt. Oh. Promote the belt. I don't know if you've done this before, but... Apparently not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's well, only 70 episodes <laughs> at this point, Christian. Try to keep up. No, that's right, Damon. We will be there with the title. Well, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm not anywhere near that place. Me, Especially raunchy raves. Me and my crew uh, will be there repping the title. Uh, we'll be looking for some of the best cosplay out there. Some of the best cosplayers that do all the crazy anime shit. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, have them take photos with the title. You know, maybe gawk at the title. Maybe fight over the title. Whatever you want to do. Free reign. You're you know? looking for the best of the best. Best though. of the best. So though. if Christian walks up to you with that title, you know you've done it right. Yes. So and you will be on our social media pages then? Yes, exactly. I mean, awesome. and if you're not going to be there... Follow us. Check out the page. Check out Instagram for sure. That's where I'm going to be posting on the story. And then we'll do bigger posts later on. Awesome. Awesome. Now, usually at the end, what's the actual uh, convention called? ASIN? Uh, um, it's Anime Central. That's the full name. Yeah, ASIN. Oh, yeah. ASIN. Okay. Um, with ASIN, is it usually the cosplayer strictly like anime? Or do you get kind of like you, a crossover I mean, effect? There's people that will dress up in anything. Pretty much there. You get like, crossovers. Screw it, I'm wearing my costume. But there'll period. be a heavy focus on anime. Anime. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Whereas like a comic book convention, you'll get a heavy yes, focus. Yes, you kind of get a cross. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So what are you looking forward to the most at ASIN? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably Samurai Dan. He, he, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but <laughs> uh, he is hilarious. He's a pretty funny guy. Uh, him and his wife um, do like tutorials on like how to fight with swords and shit like that. Who's Samurai Man? He, he's Samurai Dan, man. Is it like a YouTube channel thing? No, um, I, I have no idea. The last time I went to an anime, um, what's it called? Uh, pa panel, or not panel, uh, convention, 
uh, I was just, you know, running into random panels for fun, you know, see what's going on. And I went to his, and I mean, he just was telling the funniest fucking stories, and I think it was the, my favorite panel the entire And it's just time. some it's... guy named Samurai Dan. Yeah, I mean... Did he just, like, show up and set up a table and... Like, no, no, no. Him and his <laughs> wife actually legit? do fight with swords and, like, you know, show you, like, basic etiquette and stuff like that. Okay. But it's comedy throughout the entire thing. Okay. So, and he's got, like, three different panels and, like, he's got, like, Cards Against Humanities and all this other shit that he's gonna be doing, so... Okay. But you haven't seen him outside no. of that convention. Never heard of him, to. ever. You didn't just, bother looking him up afterwards. He's got Facebook, he's got... Social media? Well, I'm sure everyone has. I mean, my mom has Facebook at this point, but still. No, I haven't pursued his career. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to look him up now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got you a follow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Dan. Yeah, he's a cool guy. All right. Anything else you're looking for? Is any shows that are going to be there or creators that are going to be there that you're looking forward to like seeing? There's plenty of voice actors and stuff like that. Um, kind of interested to see what kind of DJs they bring in and stuff like that. Okay. So is that a thing with lots of like DJs? Like, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of like uh, live shows. So it's just that's like going a whole on. new world to me. So <laughs> okay, so there's just DJs playing Samurai Dance. They're swinging fucking sword. Like what? Well, I mean, and tons of cosplay and just know, and a rave afterwards. Exactly. Okay. All right. There's gonna be um. A drag show. There's gonna be like tons of awesome little things. Okay. All right. Yeah. You did Asian last year. No, I did Anime Midwest last year. Okay. Which is even smaller. So I'm I'm hoping you know this will be even bigger. Are you gonna be prepared this year? Go because remember when you went to uh, was it C two E two? You're overwhelmed by the size. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to that center. I've been to Rosemont before. So, okay. You know. I'm just saying. Like, be prepared. Yes. It's going to be big, right? Because it's, it's at Rosemont again. <laughs> yes. I'll be there for two days. I'll be there Friday and Saturday. So I'll Are be you, uh, did you get a hotel? Uh, no. Okay, I, but I'm you live close. Yeah, enough. I live near. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. All right, man. So we should have some quality content to follow on social media this yes. weekend. Awesome. But speaking we, I mean, we always have quality content. What am I trying to say? But anyway. Well, right. speaking of quality content. Nothing too raunchy, though, Christian, okay? I'll try my hardest. I don't want to see you in a thong or anything swinging a fucking samurai sword. How, how do you feel about anime girl statues? Nothing too raunchy, because I've seen some of <laughs> statues. <laughs> Let's keep it PG-13. I guess. I guess. Fine. I mean, our show's not PG-13, no. but our social media is surprising. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So, okay. What were you about to say? I well, your I, was, I was going to segue into our news segments that, we, oh, have, okay, that yeah. we do every week. Whatever. Let's talk the news. <laughs> so, speaking of quality content, fucking Rick and Morty finally announced the release date. All well, right. not... A f- like not the exact day, but we know it's coming November this year. Okay. Thank was, fucking Christ. Was it up in the air? Um, no, but they like to take their time. Like I think it was. I don't know if it was three years between the second oh, and third, really? or second and third season. So last last season there was a big wait. Oh yeah, huge wait, and they just dropped the first episode on April Fool's Day, and like thought you know. Everyone thought that it was going to start, right? It was fake. People thought it was like fake. Like, oh, they didn't actually release an episode. Because it's April Fool's Day. They think they're joking. Uh-huh. Because people were waiting for so long. But, but no, it, they were streaming the full first episode oh, all day long. But, but then wasn't there like a wait then afterwards? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a month till the season started. Okay. Flying, but yeah. Okay. It was a I good way to like that. market and everything. 
So what are you looking forward to from Rick and Morty this season? Um, I mean, my favorite ongoing storyline has been um, Evil Morty. I'm kind of interested to see where they go with that. I know, I mean, for them, it's not going to be their main focus um, all the time. That's been like the only serious piece of narrative in this crazy, wonky world that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the show can reboot itself at any time. I mean, they've pretty much opened up the possibility of, uh, well, it's already happened once before, actually twice before, where they've pretty much just jumped their own reality to another one. Oh, really? Because they, they fucked up their own reality. So, so they're just like, like, fuck continuity, let's just start over again? Not really. Like, they, they'll go into the shoes of a universe. Like, it's a multiverse. So, like, okay. they'll just jump into the shoes of a close enough multiverse of their own. Okay. Like, where it looks, like, almost identical to where they were, but they, like, like, okay... The example would so be... So they replace their former they cells. They replace their former cells, and they have to bury their own bodies. And, and they're like, okay, forward. everything's fine now. Yeah, just, I mean... They just move on. Morty is affected by it, but Rick is, you know, he's like, fuck it, there's infinite lives and infinite time. How many seasons are there? Um, I believe there's only three so far, and this would be the fourth one. How many episodes is each season? Um, It's like standard. It's like 13. 13? Yeah, usually. Okay. Well, it's animated, so sometimes animated shows can be longer. Oh, so. yeah. 30 but, months, though. Yeah, that's not... I gotta um, they, last year, they announced that they were like cleared for 70 more episodes. So Yeah, wasn't it something crazy? Yeah. Like, they made a big announcement. Like, they just, like, came... Like, they assigned a deal that was, like, insane. That made mm-hmm. everyone really happy. But people were also speculating, like, when are we going to actually get these seasons? Exactly. So. so that's good news, then. Mm. Uh, so we also got some more good news. Um, this was previously actually announced. Uh, we are going to finally get that James Wan Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah. You guys thought we were done talking about Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Get over here. Uh, we are going to be getting that James Wan produced Mortal Kombat movie actually happening this year. They're going to be producing it this year. So it's actually starting, uh, pre-production right now. So, so uh, in Australia. So who's Simon McCoy? <laughs> so yes, every headline had the, the, the directing Simon McCoy. Like we should know who Simon McCoy is. Now, if you're listening to the show and you know who the fuck Simon McCoy is, go ahead and DM us, message us, because we actually were searching before we fucking mm. you know turned on the mics to find out. Who the hell Simon McCoy is? And we could... Wikipedia couldn't give me an answer. IMDB couldn't give me an answer. Fuck Google, because they didn't know shit. <laughs> so let us know if you don't... Hell, if you are Simon McCoy, message us. Because <laughs> every headline was like, oh yeah, exactly. Simon McCoy directing. I was like, okay, who is that? <laughs> I thought maybe you know, maybe it's a screenwriter getting his first direct, mm-hmm. you know, directorial like debut or... Something of the sorts, but nothing. I, I get nothing. Like, he's just a ghost, you know, right now. So, yeah, Simon McCoy is directing. So I hope he doesn't suck. Uh, hey, James <laughs> Wan still has a really good track record. He does. You know. He does. I mean, I mean, you saw what he did with your favorite movie, Aquaman, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the only blemish I could really say was those um, last few Insidious movies that were technically... And he produced... Produced, produced, didn't direct. Yes, I'm hoping that he's a. Li- and I don't know how hands on he mm-hmm. was with those because I mean, you know, the term producer, you know, it, it definitely 
waivers between you know like who's doing what and mm-hmm. how much they how much input they actually have sometimes it's like okay well he was a creator on this he was the original creator so we'll give him a producer credit but you know they're not really having any creative input um but i i believe this sounds more of like something that he's like completely helming and overseeing just the way the articles were written and, you know the way people have been talking about that this was actually announced a couple of years back and then it just kind of fell on the wayside. He's, yeah. been, he's been kind of busy. Mm. You yeah. think it would have picked up like way sooner when, because uh, there was this huge YouTube series going on where it was pretty much like them making their own Mortal Kombat story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a very popular. Was it fan made? Um, it was like sort of fan made. It was like being aired by like IGN and stuff like that. But it was really well. Done. Yeah, it was really well done, and it had plenty of like previous actors that like resigned on and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like it was it was getting traction. It was big, mm-hmm. and the game was huge at the time. Like um, nine was like on a new level for the like developers and everything because it was like the return. It's kind of like the reboot of the game and yeah, everything. So, uh, how's the game doing? So far? Um. Because it was what released last month, correct? Yes. Uh, there's the backlash has quieted down a little bit with the. Uh, oh, there was backlash. There's backlash when it came to the, um, the time trial like towers. Oh, I remember you saying yeah. that, right? Uh, there are some elements that I have a problem with, which is just kind of like the way people are unlocking things. Are there is a mobile app version that you can just set your AI version of the character, so like you can just have the game play itself. To unlock stuff at this point, oh, I'm like, <laughs> really? People are just like at work, just like hitting a button, and their character is fighting towers for it's them. Just unlocking, you shit. know? Yeah, I'm surprised they have that. It, like, as an option. It, it again leads into that kind of mobile game like mentality where they can almost make money off of it if they start selling time crystals and stuff like that. Uh, okay. You know, there's okay. there's that so slight download the there. mobile app. You know, you can get all this fun bonus content, and you don't even have to play the game. Yeah, you know, you just have to pay that upfront. At the same time, I can't blame developers nowadays because the biggest selling gaming market is mobile. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's, I think it was like something six billion dollars last year or something like that. Okay, it's a, it's the biggest market out so there. They're not going to leave money on the table. No this point so i mean it makes sense um so movie wise what would you want from this storyline i honestly i don't mind if they um stick to the classic uh moral combat storyline okay you know it's is there any like newer characters though would that would get kind of left out like any fan favorites currently i think they'd probably leave out like noob cybot and but i'm uh, saying would like that hurt them oh no that wouldn't hurt them okay you stick to the classic you just keep with the um, core Luke Kang, Raiden, uh, Raiden, everyone, Scorpion, you know, Sub Zero. All the movies are is Luke Kang wins. That's okay. that's the, that's the storyline, you okay. know. Fair until enough. they change the. Would you timeline. like to see it where they like tackle one of the you know newer like storylines? Like the <sighs> recent storyline's pretty dark from the way you were describing. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind them doing the whole you know Raiden sends like a, the premonition because I mean. In the end of the main, like, the original storyline, everyone dies. Mm-hmm. You know, Raiden fucked up, and pretty much the demon, like, kills everyone. Like, what if the movie starts there? Starts where Nine starts, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be a very cool element. Uh, they would, I would hope that they would then tie it into the original films, mm-hmm. and that's how they would, like, tie it back. 
Movies are now about, like, world building, though. World building, I feel yeah. like they're going to go just with, like, the original storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would love to see them, you know, do something like that. That would definitely pique my interest. But Because I feel like everyone at this point knows the Mortal Kombat story, so I don't feel like there's a need to kind of, like, you know, tread in those waters again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like they're going to want to make this into yeah. a bigger franchise, and that'd be too ballsy you do- of a risk. You do the first, like, you do the first tournament, you do, um, like, a sequel, and then you can fucking reboot it, or read, like, do, like, a time, like, soft reboot in the third film. I mean, it's just how you, you could keep the story going. Who's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Um, movie-wise or game-wise? Game-wise. No, let's not talk about that. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy the first movie, I, I still feel like it's a guilty pleasure, I will watch it like on TBS on like a Sunday morning if it's on. Um, but yeah, who's your? I mean, my main wise? for a long time. Not just play wise though, the storyline wise in the game. I think both wise. I've always loved Melina. Okay, I don't even know who the hell that is. That's it's like Kitana's evil um, twin. Is she green? Is she? In the She's green pink. Suit? She's pink. She's pink. She's the one with the giant jaws. Okay. Where she eats people's faces. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> no, she sounds um, lovely. Fucking. Uh, Why is she your favorite? Is it you like the fatalities? I just like the, that. Plus, she's just like a twisted uh, katana. Okay. she's a cool character. Okay, because I know katana is really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Sub Zero guy. I'm classic Sub Zero. He had his own game at one point. Yeah, right. It was that a continue? Like, did they continue that line? Um, no, it was like one or two. Like, it was a side-scrolling game, mm-hmm. I remember. And it had live-action cutscenes. Yes. <laughs> mm. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Do you know a lot about, like, what happens to Sub-Zero? No, I don't think so. Because the original Sub-Zero turns into Noob Cybot. And then his brother takes on the mantle. Oh, you're blowing my mind. Of Sub-Zero. <laughs> okay. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Cybot is in... Is he one of the, like... He's like black cyborgs. and shadowy. Okay, maybe I'm he, thinking of I think else. they do cyborg him at one point, but okay. Oh, noob, noob is the guy who's all like the the shadow guy, right? Yes. I thought his name was just noob at one point. No, I think the shadows. But I'm not 100 percent on this, so don't because he was me, like but... a secret character or something. Noob, right? Like mm-hmm. you had to like it was like a joke at one point. Him. Yes. Okay. And okay. they decided to turn him into a real character. And so, they actually just like Ermac. Ermac was a fake character as well. It was an error code or something that they had written in the game, but people were so certain that it was going to be a character that eventually they just turned it into a fucking character. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I loved the first, like, two Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. games. Like, I mean, Summer's just playing that shit <laughs> in my friend's basement, so... I'm really surprised that they haven't remastered that. Where, like, imagine today, they do the exact same thing, they get the, um, mm-hmm. you know, get actors... To just do all the motions and stuff. Imagine how that would look. Yeah, I, people would definitely fucking eat that shit up. Exactly. There's no reason they got. I think two was definitely heads and tails, like above the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like next level. I just because I remember just being completely blown away by two. <laughs> like I'm sure at this point it looks like shit, but you know, I remember just being completely like we spent hours playing that shit. I mean, breaking crap, you know, swearing, you mm. know, <laughs> ruining friendships, <laughs> <laughs> a 
But it, I mean, it was good times. No, so. I started at three. The three was actually one of the first video games I ever played. Okay, so. three was three was awesome too, though. Three is when they introduced mm-hmm. like the cyborgs, right? And the uh, there's like a police officer. Yes, striker. Okay. Yes, striker. <laughs> the Billy Club. Now I really want to play fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what the hell else do we have in the news, Christian? Well, otherwise in the news we have Deathstroke showing up in Suicide Squad 2, maybe? Possibly? Strong rumor? And who's he going to be played by? Uh, that would be Idris Elba, who he originally you know, said would be Deadshot, replacing uh, Will Smith. So, one, I'm glad that they're getting away from Deadshot, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like it'd just be such a pain in the ass to have to replace Will Smith. It could, like, I just want them to move away from that storyline altogether. I like Deadshot as a character in the books. I didn't really care for him in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I'm fine with that, you know, character falling to the wayside. Um, Idris Elba is absolutely the perfect Deathstroke. Like, I can't think of better casting. Like, when I read that, like, I literally cheered. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sucks that it's just a rumor because I want it to be a reality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not going to be just because it's too perfect. Because um, I just, I can't imagine better casting. Well, I could see him, like, playing either the comic book Grizzly version or even yes. um, Slade from Teen Titans. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got that charisma, but he can also pull off the grizzly war hero yes he absolutely can play i mean it just i feel like it's so perfect and he would just i mean i know uh mr true blood werewolf dude joe blah 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 i can't think of his name we can't say yes (laughs) um i know he was cast for the in the justice league Mm -hmm. movie as deathstroke but yeah no fuck that (laughs) (laughs) give it to fucking idris alba I mean, that's perfect casting, so I hope that's a reality. Mm -hmm. It's going to end up, he's playing someone stupid, like Plastic Man or something ridiculous. If Deathstroke was in the movie, would you want him on the team or as the villain? No, he's got to be the villain. I don't want him on the team, because I don't think they would ever, Suicide Squad would not be able to get their hands on Deathstroke Mm -hmm. and have any kind of control over that character. So, I don't want to see him obedient to uh, I mean, I don't underestimate Amanda Waller uh, having control I don't. Over I wouldn't underestimate Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's smart enough not to fuck with Deathstroke. True. So, I would definitely want to see him more as the villain and them going after him, you know. So, I, I just would love that choice. I hope that's a reality. Um, what else do... Oh, we have more casting news. Yes, your favorite actor, Zac Efron, has yes. been rumored to play <laughs> Adam Warlock. So before we turned on the mics, I looked at Christian and I said, what the hell have I seen Zac Efron on? <laughs> <laughs> Besides, what was the movie I brought up? Oh, oh High, High School, School Musical was <laughs> yes. the only thing you could think of. I was like, what the hell else? Because I couldn't name a movie that I've actually... Like, I know who he is. Mm. But I couldn't name a movie that I actually saw him. I feel like he's worked so hard to get away from that moniker. Yeah, so I'm still calling him a high school musical. (laughs) To be fair, I do the same. I'm like, oh, the guy from high school musical. What's the fucking song with the basketball? Oh, get your head in the game. Oh, God. Don't bring that up because people tie me in with Corbin Blue. Really? Yes. I can't even. Oh, the hair. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, no. he is rumored to be playing Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. How do you feel about this casting I think choice? it's a good casting choice. I think someone who's like constantly 
like supposed to be the perfect man mm-hmm. in this type of universe and someone who's definitely played around in comedies and stuff like that and has as we've seen recently can do a little bit more serious acting i can totally see this and i mean the character is very ultra serious mm-hmm. in the comics but i mean i'm sure james gunn will lighten him up a bit and how fun will it be to like insert him into like the rivalry between like thor and star lord amazing you know like literally because their whole thing is being alpha male but then you having like the perfect man in front Mm -hmm. of them you know especially with like thor going through his little phase right now and i hope they do keep thor fat for the i'm telling you i i know he's gonna be you know back to his chiseled Uh good looks but i would love to see a fat thor (laughs) interacting with the guardians you Mm -hmm. know for an adventure so um but yeah no I, i i love the casting i think it makes sense um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see, because this is just a rumor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, like, Marvel, like, delivered him a script or, like, offered him a role, mm-hmm. like, a couple years back. So I think that's part of the reason why everyone's speculating, like, this was the role. Like, James Gunn already had him in mind, you know, because they introduced yeah. Adam Warlock at the end of 2. And there's massive speculation that he would show up during Infinity War. Well, and rightfully so, because mm-hmm. Adam Warlock is such a huge part of that storyline. So right away, you know, when they heard that, oh, Zac Efron got a script from Marvel, they kind of just put two and two together. So when it all of a sudden, you know, leaked recently that, you know, he's in talks for, you know, three, people right away jump to, oh, yeah, no, he's doing animal. So we'll see if it's mm-hmm. a reality or, you know, it's just, you know, maybe he's playing someone else. So Maybe Nova? Maybe, because we also had that rumor last mm-hmm. week rolling around. He'd be a good Nova. I could see that, you know, um, writer. It would have to be obviously be yeah. the writer version. Um, I could see him as Silver Surfer. They have the rights to that now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, be fun. Do you think what Galactus character. is like the next big bad? Maybe. I mean, not like Guardians. Yes, I'm not saying for like. Um, Avengers and like for you're talking about for yes. the phase yeah. for the whole phase. Mm-hmm. Um, if they go that route where they do have like something that we're building up to villain wise, which I'm sure they're going to for, you know, the next couple phases, what were they calling the last 22? The, the infinity saga yes. is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Now. Officially they coined that. Um, who would you like to see to be the villain? We're totally just fucking going down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> if we were going to have like someone. Damon, you already know who I'm going to say. Dr. Doom. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be fucking awesome. As like the major villain, like for the whole like next twenty some movies that we're I say, you introduce him, you um, build him up, and he eventually creates a plan that just fucks the entire universe. Well, he's a big part of Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and the Russos let you know, kind of in an interview, they were kind of talking about like the only way they would come back is to do the Secret Wars storyline. And that is, like, you know, Marvel's, like, first big crossover event. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's major. And he was a big part of it. So you, I could possibly see that happening. I mean, he's not the main villain. But it'd be a great way to introduce characters like Doctor Doom and, you know, even the X-Men. You know, that was the first, like, major crossover between the X-Men and the Avengers, I believe. Fantastic Four is actually part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a fun storyline. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it stars the, the Beyonder is the villain in that. 
and they could even keep well i guess if it's guardian style they would keep his original he's totally like the 70s looking like david hasselhoff mm. like a character who's like all powerful but i could easily see them writing it in a completely oh yeah direction. absolutely i'm saying if they just decide to do the beyonder in the guardians mm-hmm. i could see them using like david hasselhoff but like as the main character of like you know the main villain for the entire phase i don't imagine them using the no, beyonder no no no. Well, they could do use, like you were saying, they could use a different version mm-hmm. of the character for it to make sense. Or they can just go Doom. I feel like it's going to be Kang. I feel like with all the time travel and all the multiverse and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to get Kang the Conqueror. Like, you're going to get him in there. Um, you know, it just, it's the perfect setup. So, and then Kang is actually a possible, like, descendant of Reed Richards. So you've even got more of like a Fantastic Four kind of mm-hmm. like tie-in if you really want to go that route. So there's so many fun possibilities now. But man, I want to see Doctor Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, thinking about it recently, and I was thinking um, the director and actor for A Quiet Place plus his wife would be great uh, Richards. Oh yeah, that's been... they. Uh, the artist on the current Fantastic Four book is actually starting to draw him <laughs> like that. So that's been heavily rumored for a oh, while. Okay. Just I think just fan like you know. I just I just saw an image of him recently. I was like, huh. Yes. No. Yes. That's a big like fan like dream casting mm-hmm. you know thing. Um, yeah, I, I've clicked on that like clickbait a few <laughs> times too. Like they'll show like a really really nice like artist rendition mm-hmm. of. Jim from The Office? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I can't think of his fucking name. But that's been, like, a huge, like, fan casting, you know, people speculating Mm -hmm. right now. I've clicked on that shit multiple times. Like, you know, who would you cast as Reed Richards? And, And, you know, there's already tons of artists out there. Also, like, doing their own versions of him as Reed Richards and Emily Blunt. Well, see, now it's really not going to happen. So, (laughs) I don't know, though, because the Marvel artist right now working on the Fantastic Four book has actually started to draw Reed Richards to look more like him. That's nuts. (laughs) So, that's actually a thing right now. I believe it's the main Fantastic Four book that's happening right now. So, uh, it's perfect casting, though. (laughs) Yes. It is. It makes sense. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. Sky's the limit right mm-hmm. now for the MCU. So, I don't... Do you think you're going to get an X-Men film or a Fantastic Four film, like, in this phase? I feel like it's going to be phase five. I think we're definitely getting Fantastic Four. You think in the next, like, three years? Because that's... I mean, I guess it's not the full phase that we got the schedule for. No, yeah, I think... it's, like, seven movies, right, they announced? Three mm-hmm. movies. I think at least in the next... Like saga, we'll definitely be seeing. Okay. Oh, I think of the saga. Film. I just don't know because I mean, last like saga, the Infinity Saga was three phases. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's going to happen if not by the next three phases. If, if they follow that formula, mm-hmm. obviously. If not by the second phase, it'll definitely be the third phase. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I I would assume second phase just because like they're. Big team and whoever they're dealing with, so probably phase, have to deal phase with phase five if we're actually counting. Yes, this is getting like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I agree. I think they're gonna wait a mm-hmm. little bit though. So, because I feel like we're already getting enough new characters this 
like with the Eternals and I read a bunch of people like speculating too with like the whole multiverse thing that you know we're gonna be getting possibly with Spider-Man you know Far From Home like oh that'd be a great way that's how they're gonna introduce the X-Men I, I don't want them you know from another like no, timeline that's a, or that's a cheap way of yeah, doing it no, but, the, but at the same time shit. it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to explain but there's five years there's five years that like passed that we didn't see anything so like you think mutants have been growing in the last five well, years? Well, they could have just not known about it. And they don't have to. I mean, it could be something that Fury introduces the team. All you have to do is do a fucking, you know, scene with Fury in front of the computer explaining, this is Professor Xavier. He's a possible, you know, no mutant. What's a mutant? And then you could just go through the whole, like, you know, it can be like the early X-Men years where, you know, not everyone knows about it. It's not, a, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like where there's millions of mutants, like where we got. In well, the no, yeah, I understand that. I just, the universal hate for mutants is going to be odd for me. If it happens within, like, because we don't know much about that five years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could have been doing little missions here and there that we wouldn't know about. So you think they will fill that gap? That five-year gap? Yeah. I think they might use it. You know, I, I think there's a reason for it. I don't think it was just for the weight of, you know, like, to me, it was definitely for, like, the weight of, you know, everything that's happened. They want to make things matter. Mm-hmm. You know, the original comic book, literally, the book ends and most of the universe does not remember a thing from it. And most of the heroes don't Sounds remember like a thing. Everything most... kind of gets, like, set back to, Arcs. like, yes, <laughs> to status quo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's huge what Marvel did here where they kind of like, no, this shit matters. You know, time has passed. You know, people suffered suffered these losses. Mm-hmm. You know, people mourned, you know. Um, so well, I think that's I good like for that. the, the audience as well. Yes. Yeah, because they're going to always hold on to that. Yes. Now, we'll see how much they honor that, you know, in the next, you know, couple films and mm-hmm. they use that story element. I hope they do, though. Um, but yeah, I feel like they can use it though. Also, you know, to re like to introduce these new characters. So I think I think it's a good, you know, alternative like choice for them. Mm-hmm. So to kind of explain continuity or whatever, because we don't really know much about like the whole Marvel, you know, world. You know, I mean, there could be shit going on that we don't know about. We only know really about what's, you know, happening centered around the Avengers. That's true. I hope I hope that it's not too introduced by Nick Fury. Because there's a lot of moments where he's like, I didn't know this existed. And like stuff like uh-huh. that. Well, he's such a plot device. Yeah. He just feels like the perfect <laughs> character to introduce like this next, you know, generation of characters for the MCU. It would have been cool if it was something like if they had had the rights sooner for something where it was like Peggy Carter saw like a gene or some type of like mm-hmm. little element that was just, like an Easter egg in her life story and stuff like that. Yeah. You yeah, know. Um, but they can they can once again they can recon it and they just, can recon it, yes yes and they can have Nick Fury know about it where he's just tracking. This is quickly going to become the actual Marvel universe where they're just retconning things here and there. Yeah, but it works because <laughs> I don't think it contradicts anything that they've done story wise. No, it doesn't hurt anything story wise because I mean really the mutants in the very beginning of those early stories are working like in secret. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, their first big mission is their first, like, coming out, like, party. 
but there have been training and there have been mutants. There are just kind of like murmurs of them. It was what happens then when you have like a brotherhood of, you know, evil mutants get introduced that really started to cause, you know, the hate and the fear. So it could just be the very beginning of everything. So, I mean, I don't, I don't need a full on, you know, fully developed, you know, uh, mutant, mm. you know, story to be happening right well, off the bat. All right. Well, with everyone clamoring for X-Men, then as a studio, dude, would you want to bring them out sooner than later? I think you have to wait with the movies. I mean, right now with their current, you know, schedule, because you still have Dark Phoenix coming out in June. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the New Mutants movie. Um, they got a date recently. I think it's coming out next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> so it's been pushed back even more. But it's actually going to get a theatrical release. So, I mean, I think you have to wait for those movies to kind of, you know... Wash know. away. Yeah. Yeah, really, to get out of, you know, I don't know. You so know, five years? Five, yeah, five years? I feel like five years. I feel like you can wait, you know, this first part of the phase, you know, maybe introduce them at the end. So, yeah, five, six years, I would say. You know, but it's going to be huge when they do. But, you know, and I'm sure we'll get some, like, stingers at the end of the movies that kind of, like, hint at things. So, they're smart. Faki knows what he's doing. <laughs> So, well, that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Um, we started off with Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, okay. <laughs> we ended with mutants. Well, we got to switch to a different genre of uh, nerdiness that uh, we enjoy. Okay, what is that, Christian? That would be horror. All right. We, oh, we've got the possibility of more Evil Dead coming our way. Uh, Bruce Campbell did an interview and he basically was saying, hey, listen, there's going to be more Evil Dead. It's not going to be me as Ash, but there's still more Evil Dead stories to be told. People start speculating right away. Could this mean it could be a possible sequel to the remake from a couple years ago? Um, I think the interview actually asked him that question, but he said that the director currently is a bigger deal than he was mm. um, before. I'm trying to think of the director's name. Uh, Alvarez, I believe. Um, but he, uh, so he doesn't know if he would return to the franchise. But I mean, that's it, sounded like it was left open. So, um, you know, and then he said that he'll do like voice work for the character in like video games and stuff like that. But, you know, he won't be back. That's because Ash. he's going to be in Mortal Kombat. You think so? Oh, it's 100% confirmed. Okay. okay. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, it it's not 100%, sense. but it, it was pretty much like um, speculated, and then it kind of like came out and leaked. Some Didn't stuff he like say that. too, like he had a big announcement coming, or he mm. was kind of, you know, hinting around it or something? Yeah, they've all been very bad at keeping a secret. Yes. Because yes, they want shows like us <laughs> to talk about it. So. <laughs> but that's a perfect fit. Mm hmm. It makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so I, uh, how do you feel about more Evil Dead? I'm fine with that. I wouldn't mind if it was a continuation of that. I did like the, the remake, mm -hmm. but um, I don't mind them also rebooting, you know? I enjoyed the remake. I think it just kind of, it didn't have the charm of the mm -hmm. originals. Um, I liked just the visceral storytelling that yeah. they, you know, went for. I thought that was fun, you know? Um, but yeah. I don't know. I would like it more in the vein of, like, you know, the the originals, though. So, but I'm open for I'm game for anything. Mm -hmm. 
So, I don't know. I mean, all it takes is like a new director's vision mixed yes. with whatever they did before. I mean, you look at two, it's all open-ended. I mean, Sam Raimi basically remade mm-hmm. the first one in the sequel. So, I mean, it's whatever the fuck he wants at this point. And I'm sure Sam, Sam Raimi will, you know, be producing and have gotcha. a heavy hand, you know, in everything creatively. All right. So we are still getting an Invisible Man movie. So I don't know if you remember that from a couple months ago that was announced. I mean. Um, by Bloomhouse. I've seen Transformers. And Bumblebee. What are you talking about? John Cena. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and for a second I was like, do they already have a trailer? And then how the hell didn't we talk about it? I'm just going to keep making this Cena joke until you, oh, God. <laughs> until you realize what I'm doing. You're worse than the memes. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes. Yes. Um, in cast news, they've casted John Cena. No. Um, they have casted Elizabeth Moss. I don't know All if right. we've talked about that in the past. Uh, and we actually got like a rundown of the movie. So... Uh, this is probably the most we've actually found out about the movie. And this is actually going to be directed by uh, Lee Winnell, who's got, you know, obvious James Wan uh, ties. Mm. So he, you know, co-wrote Saw and did Insidious with him and everything like that. So, uh, but yeah, so the film is going to follow uh, Celia, who's played by Elizabeth Moss, who uh, receives news of her abusive ex-boyfriend's suicide. She begins to rebuild her life for the better. However, her sense of reality is put into question when she begins to suspect that her deceased lover is not actually dead. So that's very much different than the original Invisible Man story uh, by, you know, starring Claude Rains. But sounds... Cool. I mean, it's going to be a smaller budget movie, you know, that Bloomhouse is known for. Um, well, it's definitely an effects movie. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how, I, I hope they're not just like giving him shit to, you know, work <laughs> with. <laughs> I want quality, but I trust Bloomhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess they did cast um, the little girl from Wrinkle in Time, Storm Reed. She's a phenomenal oh, actress. Okay. So, um, but she's going to be playing... Original in Time was not a good movie, though. <laughs> no, that's why I've heard. But she's been in other things. So, mm-hmm. but um, she uh, she's going to be playing um, like a stepdaughter or something, I believe. So, and she's going to be questioning Moss's sanity in gotcha. the movie. So, um, yeah, but I'm just happy that this movie's happening. Because before it was like just, you know, well, they made an announcement, but... It just felt like out of nowhere, and then there were people speculating that they were going to be getting all of the Universal Monsters, which mm. would be fantastic. It seems like they're definitely going with more of a modern take on them. So, but we've seen what happens with the Universal Monsters lately, where they, you know, we get one movie and then they kind of disappear. Well, I'm hoping that if they take it in the approach of we're just going to put out standalone films with each different character well and that's what they said they weren't going to try to do this you know once again this you know world building thing that they were going to originally do with like what the dark universe i believe it was called they're going to actually try to just make good movies Mm -hmm. which is fine you know if it so happens that there's a continuity to it you know and we can do a big monster mash movie at some point awesome you know like house of frankenstein or something like that but 
I don't need that. You know, just make good horror movies mm-hmm. with these classic characters that I want to fucking see. So, um, but yeah, no. So that was pretty cool news. It definitely they must be like they're casting at this point. So, um, yeah, yeah. So rolling ahead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we are also going to be getting a new stand series. Did you see the original uh, stand miniseries no, from Stephen King in the nineties? You probably weren't alive. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was by Mick Garris. Uh, it's okay. It's one of the better, like, TV adaptations, you know, of his work, I think. Um, but it's still not great. It doesn't hold up, at least, you know? I have, I'm really, I haven't heard um, anything about this. Well, so basically, it's, the original series was about this, like, plague that, like, wipes out most of, you know, the population, and then, like... There's a character who's like the devil. I think he's called the walking man. Um, You know, it had a very like 90s cast. Um, Molly Ringwald, Rob Lowe, um, Gary Sinise was actually part of it. So um, it was it was okay. It was okay. But I feel like it deserves better. You know, I've never read the, you know, the book. It's fucking huge. <laughs> if you ever see it at the bookstore, so I always just kind of walk away from it. Like, <laughs> I'll just wait for, you know, this. Um, so, but CBS All Access is going to be doing like a 10-hour series for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King has come out and he's excited about it. it they're going to be, you know, giving him two extra hours, you know, that he didn't have before to kind of, you know, adapt his film, his book to, you know, film. Um, and then, you know, basically all, you know, restraints are off. You know, before it was on like fucking like, you know, uh, NBC or something like that, I believe. So it, they're going to be, you know, able to swear. You're going to get a, get good <laughs> effects. You're, you know, um, yeah. Because, I mean, it's their streaming service. Yeah, but so. it's just interesting, you know, because you go from like Twilight Zone to now this. It's like CBS All Access is really trying to like build up their content here. Yeah, yeah, right? Mm. I, I still am not going to get it. <laughs> There's too many streaming services, yes. though. It's understandable. Oh, God. We haven't even gotten Disney yet. You know, I want... <laughs> yeah, right? Um, You know, I really... I want to check out the Twilight Zone series, though. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things at this point. So I want to check that out. And I... You know, uh, Picard, uh, Star Trek series is going to oh, be... Oh, that's going to be on access too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they just did a whole thing at the uh, the Warner um, the, uh, up uh, in front or yeah. whatever they're calling it. Basically, we got all the announcements. Schedule type yes, thing. yes. So um, yeah, so they're get, they're gonna eventually get me. I feel like I need mm. one more series. I think to put me over the top though <laughs> and subscribing. So there's just too many services at this point. But I mean, I'm excited that they're redoing this. So it's definitely worthy of being redone because it. Definitely, the original does not hold up at all. You know, because I tried to watch it on sci-fi, I think, a couple years back, and I was like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It had some good parts, but Mm -hmm. this is, no. So besides that, we got ourselves a full trailer from Ari Aster's upcoming horror film, Midsummer. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? 
Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skull! Christian, I thought this looked terrifying. Yeah. It's it's definitely weird. <laughs> yes. I was I, I liked that we got more of a human element mm. in the beginning. Like we got a kind of an introduction. Yeah, to, to who the everyone characters. is, like what their relationship is going on. Yeah, where he's got like a girlfriend he doesn't want anymore and he just ends up dragging and her along. Something the trip. awful happens, something traumatic, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they decide to take a trip. You know, to a summer fest in I don't know. It seems like Sweden. There's a maypole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then you know, hijinks ensues. Mm. Do you think it's ever night in this film? That actually creeped me out mm-hmm. when they were talking, and they were like, "It's nine o'clock at night, and it's like middle of day." Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. That'd be interesting. That'd be a very interesting element. Like, it's just constantly daytime outside. Yeah, something about that just creeps mm-hmm. me out. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, it was like, at, at first, you know, it doesn't show too much with, with, like, anything. Like, it's nothing. It doesn't give you any of the big scares that you're probably going to get in this film. It mm-hmm. alludes to things like that. Like, when I hear, you know, something traumatic happens, I'm imagining we're going to see someone's head get knocked off mm-hmm. at some point. It's going to really affect you and then move forward mm-hmm. onto the event. I wouldn't yeah. want that necessarily in the trailer, though. No, I yeah. wouldn't want that in the trailer. Yeah. I'm happy that I didn't see yeah. it. I was just like, it really alludes to, like, oh, man, there, there's something much deeper and darker that I'm going to be getting with this film. Yeah, it, I, I was not expecting, mm. like, a relationship piece, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, really, if you look at Hereditary, it is all about mm. the relationship between, the you know, the different family members. No, it, so. it, it's good to have humanized characters, you know? You're not just waiting for someone to get slaughtered. Yes. You, you, you want to grow. Yeah, and I wouldn't and expect like that. that from, you know, you know Ari Aster at mm. this point, so... Uh, but yeah, no, definitely an unnerving trailer. I love, you know, how it was like building tension. It was mm-hmm. a very well put together trailer. So, I mean, like I said before, I feel like trailer making is like a, a separate art form. <laughs> so, but they, I mean, from what the pieces that we heard of the score, like I'm really excited about the fucking score in this movie. So I hope it is not a case where like, you know, it's some different separate movie, music source that they're using. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that happens with, you know, you know, movie trailers. But it, I hope the music all is, you know, like this in the film. So, but it really starts to build, like, through, think, once we get past, you know, them on the plane and then the, them arriving to this fest. And just that, like, the way it kind of crescendos upward and you get, you know just insanity you mm-hmm. know visually happening on screen because we don't like it just looks like you know a, a mayfest gone awry really you know you've got a bunch of weird fucking pagan cult you know people dancing around and <laughs> <laughs> looks like there's some sacrifices mm-hmm. happening you know they do the typical like you know montage of different clips, but like I said, they just that music just elevates it to the next level. I hope there's no like forced like impregnation or anything in this. 
Oh, there's going to be Christian. Like that's that's the vibe I was getting towards the end where he's like, Oh, I was especially excited for you to come. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, it's like is is she going to be birthing the like whatever demon child that they need and just seeing <laughs> that she's in such a fragile state mm-hmm. is she going to end up like getting brainwashed by Ooh, these people yeah you know that's kind of where i feel like it's you know headed maybe but i had no clue where the fuck hereditary was going <laughs> so i mean even like halfway through that mm. film i was still lost you know i loved it but you know but yeah, but thanks to his previous works, we're expecting the worst. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want for my truck. <laughs> when it comes to horror, that's exactly what I want, damn it. So, but yeah, no, it definitely looks promising. It's coming out July mm. 3rd. It's going to be a very busy weekend. Yeah. That is also Spider-Man weekend. Yeah, I just bought my tickets for Spider-Man. Did you? Yes. I realized, I was like, oh, I'm going to a special theater for this. I better get my tickets. Like, for What theater are you going? I'm going to go to um, Alamo because I'll be out of town. I'll be out in um, Texas. I'll be on my first like real vacation in forever. Okay. So Where, the, it's an Alamo seeing? draft house. It's a, like, um, I don't know. It's, just, it's like a dine-in theater, but they're like known for good quality service. And stuff are you like doing a uh, convention out there? Yeah. Okay, what convention? Uh, RTX. Okay. All right, that's in the next couple weeks, right? No, that's in um, June. Okay. When the movie comes out. So oh, yeah. No, <laughs> July. <maybe. laughs> Math. <laughs> it's July, right? Yeah, yeah. July 3rd. Okay, mm. I just literally said the fucking day. It's okay. <laughs> it's 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You're going to Texas, though, in the next couple weeks, too, right? No. No? Where the fuck are you going? I'm just. I'm are gonna, you going to another convention? Though? Yeah, I'm going to Combo Breaker. Okay, maybe that's why I'm confused. What the yes. fuck is Combo Breaker? Oh, that's the video, video game, game one tournament. Okay, whatever, yes. whatever. This could be an off my conversation, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So people are really fucking pissed off this week. Oh uh, yes. Yes. Um, well, well, first, first, first. Christian's corner. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> But yes, people are pissed off. And I wonder why, Damon. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5. Yes, the your bells. future Star Wars directors have written you an episode you'll never forget. <laughs> um. <laughs> are, they the, are they the writers or are they the showrunners at this point? I think they're directing. Are they I'm actually not, directing the... That's uh, what I was under the impression of. But. I'm not sure. Uh, of Star Wars, I know this. Yeah, okay. I know they're. Do- I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Are they oh, actually- oh yeah, they are the like um, writers and okay. showrunners. Okay. Um. All right, Christian. Mm-hmm. Now I know people were definitely upset with this episode. All right. Spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoilers okay, going right forward. up front. Uh, how did you feel about this episode? You know, um, there there are lots of elements that I you know did uh, that upset me, but. It's not to the degree nor to, like, um, where everyone else is. Where they're, like, ready to throw these guys over a bridge and everything. I do understand this season has been fucking rushed. Uh This episode was rushed to all hell. Um, Why do you think that is? Because, I mean, I feel like they got to pick the show count. Mm -hmm. Like, the episode count for this season. I don't know why. So why did they choose only six if they needed more episodes to tell their story? I don't know, because you, you would think this is like the most important season out of everything. This is the culmination of every single season 
yeah. that's come before. No, yeah. You think you would want to fucking finale? Give yeah. you everything, but um, no, they like it feels like just like everyone's character arcs and storylines were just like jammed into an episode, just like my as way. the season has gone on. Yeah. Um, and, and people are passionate about these characters, mm-hmm. so when they're rushed like that and they feel like that they're not being, you know, done right by, mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I understand why people would be upset. Now, the level of outrage, though, is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. You know, and I have not seen the episode. This is Christian's Corner for that reason. <laughs> uh, but, you know, is that, I mean, is that just the internet being the internet at this point? It's I mean, like it the newest be. thing to be outraged about. I guess, but same time. Well, here, let's get into it. Okay, let's get. It. And I'll I'll focus more on characters rather than just like you know laying out the entire story for you. Okay. So, um, in this we get so the the main thing we'll we'll start with Daenerys because that's, that's that's the main thing that everyone is upset with. Yes. Um, I I the main thing about it is that they think it is a betrayal to her character for what she did. Her actions in this were. Pretty much, um, Tyrion goes to her, explains, you know, if you hear bells, that means the town has surrendered, stop fighting. And, you know, we see her throughout this episode beforehand. She is distraught. You know, she's not eating. She Um, lost her best friend. She lost her best friend in the previous episode. She's lost her second child, pretty much. Yes, Um, she got her, yeah, her her second dragon shot out of the sky. Um, You know, in this episode, Tyrion also explains... Varys, uh, you know, knows about John, and of course she immediately confronts him, saying, "Well, I wonder who told him." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she immediately, you know, saying it's because Sansa told you, and why would Sansa trust you to spread lies and oh, stuff like that? Wow. So she's basically everyone I know is betraying me. You know, she even has a moment with John where she's like, "You know, this is all because of you." But she still tries to rekindle their relationship for a moment. Mm-hmm. John backs away because oh, he no. can't commit completely to it. Um, so I don't know. she loses her fucking shit. She just she's she's lost everything at this point, mm-hmm. and she's going into war, and she's just in this place of pure as as the actress has said on her own mm-hmm. grief. Um, you know, so they get to the battle <laughs> um, <laughs> now the, and. At King's Landing, mm-hmm. they have set it up basically where Cersei's has all of you know the people, you know behind the walls. Correct? Yes, uh, Cersei's been bringing in people from all the neighboring towns and everything, thinking that this will protect her. Yes, you know, basically using human shields to kind mm-hmm. of protect the kingdom at this point. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, Daenerys flies in. You know, um, they set up. All these crossbows, giant ones that would be able to kill the dragon. Mm-hmm. She apparently this dragon can move because he's just destroys the entire Iron Fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, go breaks down every single wall with um, a turret on it, and it just you know it's so brutal. Like um, you, one of the things that they promised for a while was that this was going to be a huge battle, but this is just a pure straight slaughter. slaughter. Yeah, like um, as soon as she blows the front gate. That entire army is wiped out. Wow. So it's just... Wow. They just go in like it's nothing. 
the, so, the like, golden did the company. Dragon army. hat, like, like dra- power wise, like, was this like something that was ever like? No, um, at the end of I know West, that they're powerful, but hmm. like, is this more than we've seen from the dragon? You know, no, because at the end of last season, especially when we see the Night King riding the dragon, he breaks down the ice wall. Okay, I mean, it shows like this is so an incredible we know amount it's of the power, power level. Mm. So it's not like. You know, all of a sudden it's been powered up. No, yeah, she's like you know she's been restrained, and I, that's that's one of the things I like she's to think. She's been holding back. She's okay. been holding back. That's what one of the things I like to think about throughout the entirety of Game of Thrones is, you know, she could have done a lot more damage than she has been. She, you know, there's been this play of, you know, could she go mad? That's been a question mm-hmm. throughout the entire series. Yes, you know, can we really trust her? Could she go mad? And do some big mis- have a big mistake but like this. But we haven't seen any real signs or hints of that. No, this season the- is the biggest amount of signs that would lead to it. Which is why so many people are outraged. Mm-hmm. So what 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 people are outraged about is that the bells do ring, mm-hmm. um, and we get this close up of her face, and she's just like she, you can see she's trying hard to, to find maybe yeah find that again, but she doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. She just looks up. And then shit goes to town. And she doesn't go... Like, what you would expect is she would go straight to the castle and burn it down. No, she starts doing sweeps of the entire King's Landing. Oh, shit. Just killing (laughs) everything. Women and children. Women and children. And are you seeing the women and children? Yes. Oh, God. It it feels like it's been a while because um, the first four seasons showed a lot of violence. But it felt like the last few... You know, cut it down a little bit. When um, as soon as she does that, of course, the Unsullied, which is being led by Grey Worm, and he's also in a dark place. They just go to town. Really? You know, they just march ahead. Wow. You know, okay. um, so they're also people. helping mm. out in the slaughter. Yes, John's trying to stop his men from joining in, uh, but they start getting very like um, Viking like mentality up. and stuff like that. Is he leading the Wildlings at this um, point? No, like the Wildlings thing. have decided to go back. Okay. So it's mostly just who's left of the north. Okay. okay. Helping fight. And so John's trying to stop everything. You know, he's like, this is, no, we're, we're not like this. They surrendered. Because the, the soldiers that are left there had dropped their swords when the bells rang. You know, they okay. were done. So we actually see arms getting, like, cut off. Oh, and stuff. like shit. They went full violence, okay. finally, in this episode. But, yeah. No, Daenerys is burning everything down. So she basically goes fucking Anakin. Yes. Okay. People keep making that uh, really? fucking example as well. <laughs> well, she's killing younglings, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she has that whole dark turn um, at that moment. And, you know, I don't feel like it's a betrayal of her character because okay. she's always been kind of there. Um, she's just never taken it to this extreme. But has it been just talked about because of her lineage? Or has it, like, have we seen... Cause I've uh, I've watched the first six seasons mm-hmm. of it, and like what you're describing to me is more extreme than I would have ever expected. I mean, from her, she's always threatened it though, and I feel like I could go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, but she's always threatened. Like I will burn down the entire town if I don't get what I want. Uh-huh. And I mean, a lot of the people that Has she's she, got, though? like she's the, like to that extent. I mean, second season alone, she was she didn't do it, but mm-hmm. she says, "I will pave you know my way to the kingdom in fire and blood, and I mm-hmm. will burn down their cities." Okay, you know she you know 
This, this I is, think people always kind of just expected that to be more towards like the armies, not yes. like you know the civilians. And she's only ever said this to like slave masters and stuff like yes. that. So we've never villains, seen other, you know, exactly. Villains, so um, I think one of the main focuses in this season has been like showing, you know, while she is alone here, she's also like she is this presence of a queen, and she's trying to like assert her dominance. One of the main things was like. Um, that she says in this episode alone, which you know, I keep thinking like parts of these episodes are been put in other episodes, but I have to keep reminding myself this all happened in one fucking episode. Okay, this uh, is so jam packed. Yeah, so is it a longer episode? It. I mean, it's another hour, like twenty minute episode. Okay, um, it's a good runtime though. You know, she decides. You know, I wanted to be loved, but um, I can't be that type of queen. I have to be ruled by fear. By fear. You know. Um, and I mean, she but obviously what's shows left it. to rule with this way. She's killed. <laughs> I mean, there's people. I mean, yeah, landing, but... So at the end of the episode, is her army with her? Like, is do is there any point where the army's kind of like looking around, like, oh, what the fuck? Eventually, John rallies people to leave. Like, rallies like retreat because it gets to a point where her fires are now reaching them. Okay. So he's like, he's oh, just she like, starts taking out her own people. It does. They never show her own people getting killed, but it's like the city is falling apart. Wow. So they need to get out of there, or they will die. Everything. Okay. So that's her. Okay. Her. <laughs> this, we're we're that's gonna have her a thing. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a longer discussion about this. Okay. Because there's a this is pretty much the big thing that everything's yes, leading up yes, to. Yes, people are furious. Mm-hmm. Furious. And I guess if it's a character that you've fallen in love with for the last, you know, how many years, and then you feel like, you know, something's happened that goes against, you know, that character, like all, every fiber of her being, Yes, you know, I, I understand it, but it, it just feels like it's ridiculous at this point. Like every other post I'm seeing are people like, you know, mm-hmm. bitching about it. I mean, there, I mean, I felt like there was like a hundred memes on fucking Monday. <laughs> <laughs> like people must've been like creating memes during the uh-huh. episode. Um, so, all right. So wh- where else are we characterized? Um, let's talk a little bit about the Hound and Arya. A, a, a brighter spot, I would say, in the episode. Yeah, last time we saw them, right, they were kind of riding off together. Riding off, um, you know, Arya's pretty much, I'm going to go kill Cersei. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's how what she says in this episode. She's like, yeah, I'm, you know, she crosses the lines and she says, I'm going to kill Cersei. You're not going to stop me. So, just... so does she kill Cersei? No. Um... They get into, so eventually, like, while all the madness is happening, her and the hounds get into the castle. And at this point, um, Daenerys has reached the castle, and she's, like, breaking it down. Like, just going around it, just blowing it up (laughs) at the point. Um, Cersei has started to retreat inside the castle. Uh, But the hounds, you know, stops her, and they have this really great emotional moment between the two of them where it's kind of like this been this father daughter relationship almost mm-hmm. and you know he's like just leave she's going to die either way i you don't want to die here mm-hmm. i'm going to die here no matter what but you don't need you don't want to be me you don't want to have this burning revenge forever mm-hmm. you know um aria i guess has this kind of like snap moment where she realizes i want to live and so she leaves which is huge because mm-hmm. i mean she's had this you know this death list. Yes. You know. But that the element of her, that, that element of death does not go away. 
by the end of this episode. And we'll get to that, but we'll stick with the Hound for right now. So the Hound is there to, of course, kill the mountain. That has been his quest since day one. You know, he's he's always been against the mountain uh-huh. and everything. Mountain, of course, has turned into, you know, a monster at this point. Yes, this you know. weird Frankenstein mm. zombie creature. Um, and one of the probably the funniest but coolest moments of the the thing is that they reach um, each other on the stairwell, and the mountain is with um, Cersei's hand and Cersei. And, you know, Cersei's hand's like, no, stay with us, defend your queen. And (laughs) the mountain picks up the hand and just tosses him and he breaks his neck on a a stone. Wow. It is the quickest death in Game of Thrones history. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Cersei just... Like, does this, like, polite, like, I'm just gonna walk, walk past you guys. Slowly. <laughs> and she just walks down the stairs, and they're standing there. In the background, You now you get this metal-ass fucking scene where it's these two staring at each other on a stairwell. In the background, you see Daenerys fly by, bur- burning down the building. Holy so shit. So there's a dragon with fire while st- blowing between the two of them while they're standing there. Have people already like scored it to like Slayer and shit? Like, oh no, I haven't like... seen that. <laughs> I've seen the GIF all over the place. That's awesome. Um, and they have a fight. Um, the fight, I would say, was a little underwhelming for me. Um, the The mountain is clearly winning throughout most of it, but mm-hmm. um, you know the hound the hound eventually sacrifices himself um, to take him out. Yeah, to take him out. Because well, he even mount, stabs... in all fairness, is fucking dead. Yeah, pretty he's much, pretty much so. dead. I mean, he stabs him through the head. And he just pulls the sword out. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, at that point, he's like, okay, I'm done. And he grabs him and throws him through a wall. And that is fall. fucking metal, though. Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most metal moment in that show. That's awesome. That's saying a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, so Arya is also in the streets at this point. You know, she's seeing the destruction. She's like, um, you know, she's trying to survive. She's pretty much one of the civilians, and we're kind of following her through the streets as she's trying to get out. Um, she gets aided by this these two characters that we see. Or like, they did this little thing where they had like a mom and a daughter running through the streets throughout the entire episode, and we kind of follow them a little bit okay. throughout it while they're dealing with like before the battle, during the battle, and like during the destruction. Oh God! Do they get like burned alive? Yes, oh, exactly. But, <laughs> um, they do help Arya at one point um, get up as she is being trampled over in the street. Uh-huh. And um, eventually uh, they like get separated. Um, Arya finds them again, brings them out. Like, like we can't stay here. All the buildings are falling apart. Um, she brings her the family out into the street. And, of course, they get burnt alive. Oh, God. Um, this is like one of the last few moments we see of Arya. At this point, we think... Arya might be dead. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a huge explosion. Okay. Everything. Um, She's not dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember? But that's where we leave the character is not knowing like she could be dead at this point. During this part of the episode. Yeah. Oh, during this part of the episode. Yes. Not she comes part. back okay. later. She's okay. Next. I got gotcha. you. Uh, do you remember the? Um, I can't remember what it's fucking called, but the green like barrels yes. that they use. That's also. That's still been stashed underneath the city, so that's being blown up as well. Oh at shit! The time. What is it called? The green it's fire, the hell green fire, or something, something like that. I can't remember it now. But yeah, um, so that's also going off because that's how much destruction. Like oh, she's been Jesus breaching Christ. the city streets and stuff like this. Um, 
So that's also happening. Um, so it's just <laughs> carnage. It's just pure carnage. Um, we get them up. So okay, now now we're gonna switch over to Jamie. Okay, Jamie. Um, during this episode, was captured because he um, he was running off to save Cersei. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this beautiful moment between him and Tyrion, where Tyrion finds him in the camp and like is basically explaining why he's saving him and what he's supposed to do. So, so Jamie's whole plan is supposed to go into the city, um, get Cersei, um, and then they're going to smuggle their way out after he rings the bells. Uh, and that's that's the whole purpose. Jamie gets okay. into the city right before the battle, and they start locking doors. And so he can't get to the uh, Red Keep just in time. Okay. Um, he has to find a different path. He goes underneath the streets. Um, eventually, he gets to the Red Keep. Cersei has made it to where that like map area is. Okay. At that point where there's a little bit of an opening. The intro of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you just see her, like, crying. She's... Um, they've they really tried to pull like a whole double turn because um, Jamie sees through Jamie's eyes you know this is just a mother scared with her child yeah his know? child his child yes. yeah um, so like the only reason she does all this shit is to protect her child mm-hmm. you know in the end of the day um, yeah I guess yeah, yeah she's still <laughs> she's still pretty evil she's still pretty evil um, before he gets there though. I accidentally skipped this part. He runs into um, Euron Greyjoy okay. on the beach. Okay. And they have a whole fight. Um, and he fucking you, kill the douchebag? He does kill him, okay. but that's not before Euron stabs him quite a few times. Oh. In the gut. Okay. Um, he's still able to get up, move, get to Cersei. Um, you know, Cersei's explaining, I don't want to die, you know. I want to protect my child uh, and everything. And, you know, he's like, okay, let's get out of here. So they kind of follow one of the routes that Tyrion used to take underneath the city to get out and stuff. And eventually they find, you know, there's rocks blocking everything. Okay. Um, Now they're just underneath the Red Keep um, and it's falling down. And basically Cersei and Jaime's death is rocks falling on top of them. Oh, God. You don't see any of the impact or anything but it's a it, I, I know Do they have any moment like together like to give the, those characters any kind of closure it's it's them holding each other you know spiting so. it no, no one else matters it's just me and yeah. you which I mean it's fitting for those two characters it, it is but you know eight seasons of Cersei being the biggest bitch in the world was it unsatisfying? It was completely unsatisfying. Okay. And that is my biggest issue with the episode. Okay. Was that, you know, they could have had these same moments. It could have, for me, there's, there's a lot of theories and a lot of people's ideas of how it should have gone. But I think we could have got this same moment where she's in that courtyard with the map and everything. Jamie runs up to her, you know, tries to get to her and everything. But you see her standing there crying, looking up. And there's Daenerys with the dragon. And, you know, you have Cersei begging for her life. And, and then gets Daenerys just torches her. And, you know, and he dies of the wounds that he has watching, you know. Yes. Yes. That I feel like that's a better scene. <laughs> what you and just I think laid out me. I think that's such a, like, a small tweak to what they did. I'm not asking to change anything But that's else, a better scene because it's more, tweak. it's more, because you're, 
seeing Daenerys take her out, yes. which is what people have been clamoring for for how many seasons, you know, and then you, I mean, just visually, obviously, it's much cooler than fucking seeing a bunch of rocks fall on someone. Yes. So, I mean, I get them dying together makes sense, um, but they could still die together and you still, you know, she still gets her comeuppance, mm-hmm. if you will, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it does feel a little weak just to have her kind of get, you know, crushed to death by a bunch of boulders and not having anyone yeah. actually, you know, get to kind of bask in that glory. Now, is there a chance that she could, like, have survived the falling? I mean, we don't see their bodies. We don't see anything. Yeah. I don't know. They're not going to do it, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that moment. Um, and then... Um, Where's so, John at the end of this? John has evacuated people. You know, um, he he actually kills one of his own men during the battle. Because, because he tries to rape a woman. Oh, that's so they're, like, they're he's, just fucking savage yeah, at this point. They're just turning crazy and everything. Um, wow. Following in the queen's directions. Yeah. Um, wow. he, he Once the city starts falling apart, he gets everyone to like, we have to retreat, get everyone out of here now. And they're outside of the city. You know, wow. While everything's burning. Um, well, this is quite a heel turn. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was quite a turn for Daenerys. Yeah. But at the same time, this is fucking Attican and like Dark Phoenix, like all rolled into one. Like. But, but seriously, fuck the, the King's Landing people, though. What do you mean? The citizens? Yes, the fuck kids? Them. Fuck. Oh. What is wrong with you? You know how many times. The kids are innocent. How many times that they all. Everyone, even the children, have like belittled every single character that's been in King's Landing. They cheered for Ned Stark's death. They shamed Cersei. <laughs> they did everything. Think about it. These are children, Christian. I'm just saying. They're not good people. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you're not a good person, Christian. Maybe it's the problem. I don't claim to be. Fucking um, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so... Well, let me close it out with Arya. So, Arya wakes up the next... It seems like the next day, or at least a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. The city is pretty much just in ashes. ashes right? Yeah, ashes falling down and everything. Um, and what we see, um, she walks out, she sees the burnt corpse of the daughter and the mom, and what we see the daughter holding, of oh, course, yeah. is a toy horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and miraculously, a white horse walks out towards um, uh, Arya, and she rides out with the white horse, signifying death, obviously. So she's coming for Daenerys. Most likely. Okay. All right. So that's how they close out the episode. Interesting. Where do you think... So do you think she's going to have Jon's backing at this point? I would think, right? I guess. She won't... I mean, he won't at least be pissed off about it too much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I guess we're cool. She had it coming. (laughs) But she is the only character left with green eyes. Okay, and that goes back to the to whole... To the prophecy yeah, and everything. Okay. But I feel like it's way too fucking easy. Mm. Uh, at least of story writing at this point, if she gets away with this. Okay. You know. How would she go about killing her? I'm, I'm hoping it's a stealth moment, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to make 
I mean, how many seasons do we spend? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting she hasn't done the face thing this entire season. Yeah, so. so she's got this ability, and she's been training with it. So you feel like mm-hmm. you know it's got. I mean, it's paid off, obviously. But you know, you want to see it kind of you know close out. Maybe things. maybe she kills Grey Worm, takes his face, and goes and kills her. Mm, maybe, or maybe John's. She's got to kill. Well, the right. She's got to kill the person though. She's got to be able to take their face. Yeah, so she's not gonna kill John, obviously. Mm. So Grey Worm makes sense. You know, are the White Walkers just gone? Yeah, I feel like they're not gone. They're gone. I feel like they're coming. They're, there's they're, gonna be something gone. with them. The story. That's it. That sucks, though. That's my beef. <laughs> <laughs> so they. You could have spent a whole got, season like, on the White Walkers. I yes. agree with that. I completely. You could have spent. When, okay, so when was that episode? That's the. That's three. So that's like mid season, I guess. Right, because mm-hmm. it's six episodes. That sucks, man. I, I feel like they should have made it at least to the end mm. of, you know, the series for them to just, like, one battle and just, you know, I mean, I guess it's been more than one battle. Nah, just to have this, that one final battle and that's This it. whole season would have benefited from ten episodes. Yeah. Don't cut the White Walkers out. You, you could have done five. <laughs> you could have still kept it that mid-season battle, but I would have said five episodes built towards the White Walkers. You get maybe two episodes or three episodes of battle. You know, that deal with them fighting that whole, the long night and everything. I mean, it sounds like all the issues with this season is the fact that they are having to rush these yeah, episodes. that they're jamming everything. But it's such a self-inflicted wound, I don't understand why they made that choice. Is it, you know, maybe it's basically a budget thing where they wanted to put all this money into each episode and they felt I like guess. they... But, but they would have made would it much in return rather, either way. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. So that's unfortunate, you know. So no, I might watch it and love it. I don't know. <laughs> but from everything that you know, I'm hearing, you know, it definitely sounds disappointing at mm-hmm. this point. So I don't know. So we've got one one episode left. You know, can they possibly stick the landing? You I'm know, not sure. There, I, mean, I think there's been Twitter reports that they said that they are just going to um, go social media dark after the next episode for a little while. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to be an unhappy ending, which would be fitting for Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. But, I don't um, have a problem with that. If it, like, I'm, I'm terrified that it's going to be a hero's ending for the show. I what, feel do like you, what do you want? I mean, I don't want to see John die. I don't want to see the heroes fall. But at the same time... you don't time, want the heroes ending. I don't want... I don't want an easy like ending where it's just Arya kills Daenerys and, hey, everyone's happy now. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's such a just... That, that was like one of my main issues with Season 7 was while I do enjoy what they were doing, mm-hmm. it... It was so like easy for all the main characters, so easy for all the heroes, mm-hmm. and it just showed a bunch of cool hero moments. You know, okay. we didn't get that that sense of someone could die at any moment. Yeah, you know? where the the previous six seasons, exactly. it was such a struggle. You know, and you were fearful every episode of your favorite characters dying. Mm-hmm. So I I get that. You know, um, I. I don't, I don't mind a hero's ending as long as it makes sense story-wise mm-hmm. and as long as it doesn't just kind of like work with this like tight little bow at the end where it's just like, okay. Yeah, but the problem is at show. this point, 
the hero's ending is John becoming king, and that's been forced into this like very pigeonholed episode. Mm, you know, because yeah. I mean, really, you've got like another hour and you haven't even gotten Sansa. anyone other than Tyrion and Varys questioning it. You know, mm-hmm. and Sansa. Yeah, you know, you're not hearing like it could have been whispers throughout the season, like. Oh, King! Yeah, he's actually the true king, and like people like slowly coming to this realization, and then after her mat like fall into madness, then you have you know this conf- this true confrontation where people are it feels like this eyes. could go on like that could have been the end of that like, could have been a whole other fucking then, battle. Like, you get a whole new season of that. Yeah, there's so much more story to tell. Mm. I'd be interested to see what like you know Martin's books are going to be like. Yeah, There's gonna be yeah. so much more substance there. Yeah, you know, so which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I saw this stupid fucking fan petition, yes. like trying to get them to like remake. <laughs> Those never work. I don't understand I don't, why? why people keep doing. Oh god! And the media fucking eats up mm-hmm. any kind of fucking petition. It's like they don't work. Stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> you know, stop feeding the beast. Um, but yeah. Well, it's unfortunate if that's the case, you know. I mean, I have to watch it for myself, but, yeah. you know. I hope they find a way to, like, wrap it up where it is satisfying for everyone, though. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, you know, you know, leave us, you know, after, the, you know, this fucking epic, you know, story, you know, with a good taste in our mouth. But, you know, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be a hard task at this you point. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a disappointing ending after watching, you know, Money in the Bank. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be a shitty night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be jam packed. Yes. Jesus Christ. You know, and I've got to fucking binge the next, you know, mm-hmm. how many episodes so I can get there. So, oh my God. It's going to be a long Sunday. Yes. All right, man. What do we got next? Well, we have another one of Christian's reviews. Christian, you like podcasts. I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new PodCoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards. Um, Amazon, Starbucks, I believe they even have Target. Um, you can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity if you want. Wow. If you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasts, damn it. Me too. And I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Um, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays. And now, our feature presentation. So, Christian. Yeah. So, along with an epic episode of Game of Thrones, you also caught an epic movie? Sure. Detective (laughs) Pikachu. All right, man. So, tell me about Detective Pikachu. 
Um, it's, you know, it's the story of a boy becoming a man. <laughs> no. Uh, so we get this story of, you know, it's this young man, um, his father recently passed away, or at least the police report that um, his father has passed away. And, you know, he comes to, you know, claim his stuff and everything. And he runs into a Pikachu. And uh, it becomes this whole mystery of, like, did his actual, did his dad actually pass away or not? Because the Pikachu would have been with the dad in the car accident that he was in. Okay. Does the Pikachu have answers? No, because he has no memory of who he is and why he's alive. And then, right, and then one thing from the trailer that made made it very clear, like, it's a big deal that the boy and the Pikachu can understand each other. Yes. Okay. Uh, humans usually can't hear um, Pokemon talk. There is a moment where he does sniff some gas that could have, like, allowed him to listen to Pokemon in some way. The but boy? I, yeah, but I don't think that's the real reason he's able to hear the Pikachu. Okay. Um, and that's, that's a spoiler. I don't know if I should give that away or not. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they go on this whole quest to, you know, find out the truth if his dad's actually gone or not. And, you know, it leads them down just a road of hijinks. Um, they're in this city where, like, um, Pokemon and humans live together in harmony rather than it being a kind of um, trainer with pet mentality. Okay. You know? So they're, like, the... The Pokemon are like citizens of yes. this community. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're treated as like equals? I guess. I mean, it still seemed like it was a very human world with Pokemon living, just like animals in it. Okay. Yeah. You know? Did like, this have like a, because totally, for me, obviously, mm-hmm. a child of the 80s, like it totally feels like, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Does it have that vibe to it? Do you even um, know what the hell that movie is? <laughs> I've seen Who Framed Roger okay. Rabbit. Um... But you know what I'm talking about with like the tunes kind of hanging out with the humans. Yeah, I mean it's got that vibe. It doesn't. It doesn't have that look, but it's got that vibe. Okay, well yeah. I would hope that it, yeah. <laughs> it being 2019. Um, you know, visually, I I thought you know it was really well done. There are a few moments where it's like I felt like Pikachu looked like he was a you know, stuffed animal at moments that had a weirdly moving mouth. Okay, but otherwise, you know, it was pretty solid. Um, Storyline wise, it's very easy. It is a children's movie. Like I, I forgot that this was going to be PG. So going in, when you know the hero pretty much has all the answers laid out for him at every single moment of a like, if there's a question, man, five minutes later there's an answer. You know, really? there's not like um, so any... you never feel like your characters are ever in any kind of real danger. No, I mean, not really. Okay. Even with like extremely dangerous Pokemon around them, you know they're they're gonna be safe. They're gonna be fine. You know. I mean, is there a medium where we see Pokemon like slaughtering people? No. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, is that a thing? I don't know much about Pokemon. So. No, there's there's no Pokemon slaughtering people. <laughs> um, be pretty badass if there were though. <laughs> you know the story. The story is wonky, but I mean it's not something that I wouldn't expect. From Pokemon. Pokemon's had some pretty weird-ass storylines throughout time. Uh, this just really felt like, you know, they're trying to build a world. Here is a reintroduction to what Pokemon are um, for a new generation. You know, they, I mean, it's one of those byproducts where it's, we put out content for people to buy toys. 
you know, that's that's what Pokemon has always been. So um, did this movie feel like just like a giant marketing tool or for me, I would say like if I was if I was to make a film that was a marketing tool for a new generation that might not have been, you know, because you know, they don't have that 90s nostalgia that what most people are coming in and they're bringing their kids, you know, mm-hmm. to this movie. You know, now I'm hooking a whole new generation into Pokemon. Do they do a good job, like, introducing kind of, like, the game to the um, kids? There's an element of, like, uh, like the kid wanted to be a trainer at one point in okay. his life, but he just never um, found his Pokemon at that point. Okay. Uh, so he does, like, call out, like, you know, Pikachu, you use this move and this move and you'll you'll be able to win this fight and stuff like that. You know, um, so are there battles like Pokemon battles? There's only one bat. Like battles are apparently illegal in this city, Um, so there is like one battle sequence. Are they like unhumane or something? Like why are they illegal? Um, I guess it's just they're supposed to treat Pokemon like they're just wild free animals in the city instead of yeah, because it's kind of like cockfights, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You really get down to like the nitty gritty. That's how they treat it in They're this movie as well. They're fucking cockfights. Mm. So that's how they treat it in the, the movie. Yes. Um, they go to an underground facility and have two Pokemon fight. Oh, you know? really? And one of the Pokemon is fed that same purple gas and it makes it more aggressive and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, okay. So that kind of puts a whole like dark twist to like, <laughs> the Pokemon universe, right? I guess. Um, I'm sure they'll blast that wide open with a new film. Where they're in a place where you can be a trainer and stuff so like that. So does this movie set up a sequel? Well, um, not really. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't say it sets up a sequel. I would just say this was a proof of concept. If I had to say anything, oh, okay, like hey, Pokemon, like you can have a Pokemon world and you can do different types of films within it. Okay, you know, so this works. Yes. Yeah, it was a film. So you don't feel like you're going to be seeing these characters maybe in a possible sequel? You know, if... You know, this is making money. Um, it is doing okay. Yeah. No, it did you well. Know? Um, I mean, it didn't do, like, Endgame well, but, I mean, it, yeah. it you know, no, nothing has done... I would say well. if this was really becoming, like, a new phenomenon, I would see a sequel with the same characters. But you but, feel like now we've... We've built the world. Yeah. And now we can kind of. Play. I feel like the next film will focus more on a trainer going and actually like trying to win badges from gyms and shit. Do we get Ash at all in this? No. That's the main character, um, correct? Yeah. I, I, I would say maybe this world exists, I don't know, 20 years after. Okay. You know. Oh, so you don't think we're going to get Ash? No, I, I feel like he's just in the past, you know? Okay. Okay, I think you're a liar. I think you're gonna get Ash. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get Ash. I think he's the uh, right. That's what he's like, the main, main character, character, but I, you don't need him. Okay. Yeah. You know, there, there's more of a focus on Pikachu I than there ever I, has dude, been. Dude, I don't know shit about Jigglypuffs or fucking Pikachu's <laughs> man. I just feel like Ash is your main character. I, I don't foresee like a writer not wanting to put Ash as an element. You can make a new movie. hero. People want Ash. Because sh- part of this movie is part of the the franchise appeal is nostalgia, so I mean people are gonna want their ash, mm. right? Were you a Pokemon kid? No, you're a Digimon, right? Digimon and Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. Sure. There we go. There's the other one. Yu Yu Gi Oh is a little more badass, right? Yu Gi Oh is a little bit more hardcore anime. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for right. sure. I 
It's definitely not actually hardcore anime. I'm just saying it's more hardcore style. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Sending souls to the shadow realm so to die. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Was there a cartoon that went along with the uh, the uh, not Digimon? What was it? With Yu Gi Oh. With Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, that was fucked up. It was okay. cool. <laughs> I was literally in my twenties when that came out, so I would have no. Man, it's that. all about fucking taking people's souls and like trapping it in a different dimension and oh it's not bad okay. yeah <laughs> no one ever actually follows the card rules it's just <laughs> <laughs> just now nonsense. did they water it down for like an american audience like kind for of pokemon uh, for all of those because right they translate them oh Do they have to take out like story elements and stuff like that um no i, I feel like it's more friendly? That would be more like on the lines of like Naruto or um, Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Whereas like the uncut version of Dragon Ball Z, people are actually getting holes punched through them. Oh, nice. You know? Okay. In America, it's you know, boom, they got knocked to the ground. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Were you a Dragon Ball Z kid? Um, a little bit, not too much. You dabbled. Dabbled. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. So, uh, how's Ryan Reynolds in this movie? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is. It's it's pretty much Deadpool PG, okay. I would say. You know, I, I, I feel Does like it he work, really though? Yeah, absolutely. He he played a good kid friendly character throughout the entire film. You know, um I really enjoyed his portrayal and everything and it like the, all the jokes land and everything, so Okay. And then this is not the Pikachu from the original series no. or anything like that. I mean they don't allude to it at least. So Okay. There was not some like big reveal or anything like that. No, there's a big reveal, but it has nothing to do with that. Okay, are we, spo- are we doing spoilers or no? Um, I mean, I could I could say spoilers right now. All right, say to, spoilers. To get into it. So spoilers. Um, so there the big reveal and, and one of the big things is like is the dad alive or not? And one of the story elements is that you know the 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 mayor of this town is like um you know the reason he created it and everything was. Because he wanted to bridge the connection between humans and Pokemon. So what he's been doing is he's been taking Mewtwo, uh, which is an extremely powerful uh, Pokemon, uh, psychic abilities and everything. um, And he's found a way to infuse his mind with Mewtwo's. Um, Okay. When he does that, after he does that, then he's been infusing humans with Pokemon. So he just starts combining everyone with Pokemon. Um, okay. And we find out that earlier in the film, um, Mewtwo, who was on his un- own control, uh, was trying to save the cop that was uh, helping him, the dad who was the cop. Okay. Um, and he puts the dad in Pikachu. Oh. And erased his memories. So the kid's looking for his dad. Yes. His dad literally right underneath his nose. Yes, the, the, the entire time. Pikachu. Mm-hmm. He doesn't recognize the dad's like, I know personality mannerisms or anything. Yeah, no. He obviously doesn't sound like the dad. I mean, it's it's round rounds. So oh, what, oh, so they do like uh, pull them apart. Yes, they pull them they, apart at the end, and, and it's literally Ryan Reynolds. It's literally Ryan Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> so the kid doesn't recognize his dad's like voice or anything. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you there, man. All it's right. a kid's suspension movie. of. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I feel like that's lame, though. Mm. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> I didn't see the movie, but I feel like that's... 
I would not be in favor of that reveal. No, nah, man, it's it's just a cutesy kids movie. I, that's what that's what I had to tell us. If I was like, if I were trying to take it more seriously, then I'd be like, ah, You'd yeah, take it apart. Yeah, I'd but be. it's fucking Pokemon. It's fucking so Pokemon. just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half the story is a Pokemon. You know, Pokemon Ash alone. You know, he's only really won or beaten two gym leaders. The rest, he all just taught them life lessons. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's a good kid show, though. <laughs> no one's half the battle, goddammit. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, the end of the movie, or the Pikachu then is just a Pikachu. Can he still understand the Pikachu? No, it doesn't matter. No, he can no longer understand the Pikachu. Do we know why the kid could understand the Pikachu? Because no one else could. I'm assuming it is a like metaphorical connection between him and oh, his dad. Oh, God. I, I don't think that they really explain. <laughs> At this point, I was kind of checked out in the movie. <laughs> Fine. I was like, you know. Well, let's get to your star rating, yeah. then, Christian. My star rating is five. It's, it's going to be a soft three. A soft five. three. You know? <laughs> I like it. I nothing like nothing it. special. Nothing I'm going to really, you know, be clamoring for again. But okay. I'll, I'll see I'll see a trainer movie. That's fine with me. Yeah, I feel like that's... Something with battles I mean, obviously, everything. this movie's making money. Yeah. It did beat Endgame, like, on a Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was the first, like, loss Endgame it's had. So, um, you know, so people are definitely interested in it, you know, and more power to them. Yeah, yeah. it's Jiggly the biggest. It up. <laughs> it's the biggest video game movie in a long time, and that's exactly why I got excited when we got announced for, with James Wan for Mortal Kombat. Because I'm like, oh, you know, we could get something really fucking cool there. Oh, okay, pause. What is Pokemon? Not actually pause the episode. Like, mm-hmm. I is is Pokemon? Did did it start off as a video game of, or a um, card game? I believe it started off as a video game. Oh, okay. Yes. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. All right. What what uh, was it in, like over in uh, Japan? Yeah, it was, it was for the GameCube and everything. It was Nintendo. Oh, I did so. not. I thought I thought it was a card game first. Not GameCube, Game Boy, whatever. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Okay. I had no fucking clue. And then it became a card game. Yes. Wow. I did not know that. All right. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that. It's it's good to see you know a win for video game movies for once, yeah. You know? Yes, because there's a lot of shitty fucking yes. video game movies <laughs> out there. <laughs> Not that this was the greatest film, but I, I think it's good for kids. I think it's a good reintroduction to Pokemon and everything. Um, it could have been way worse, you know. So so are we gonna get like a whole wave of these you know like '90s nostalgia like you know card game movies? Are we gonna get a Digimon? Are we going to get a Yu-Gi-Oh? I, I feel like, no, we're not going to get that. Okay. I could see them How do you describe it. Yu-Gi-Oh? That sounds pretty fucking badass, though. <laughs> It'd be cool. Um, people, like, you know, uh, like VR and everything, people have made, like, uh, you put the card down and the monsters come to life and shit while you're playing really? in VR. Okay. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but I, I don't know. It, I think I feel like it would take a leap to get Yu-Gi-Oh back up on the screen properly. There's still like some type of show running, but I mean, I nostalgia no is a powerful thing. It is obviously. Uh. So <laughs> we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for nostalgia. That's so. true. Digimon, I think, is uh, I don't know. That always felt like the poor man's Pokemon. Exactly. Right? I don't know. I don't know if people would be into it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so uh, a soft three stars. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
so moving on, I guess it's time to talk some wrestling. Yes. My favorite segment, Damon Hates Wrestling. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Undertaker tried to sit up. He couldn't quite do it. After the assault by Mark Henry, the battle in the steel cage, but perhaps Edge is second-guessing himself here. What does he have to do to keep the phenom down? Edge is a shark that smells blood in the water, Michael. He's become world champion like this before, and I don't care how many times The Undertaker sits up, he's got nothing left. Undertaker can't even pull himself up by the ropes. He is a beaten, defenseless, helpless champion. And that as much as you don't like it, Michael, this is a brilliant, brilliant move by Edge. That sick piranha. That piranha Edge is measuring the Undertaker. He's a piranha that could be our next world champion. Spear. The cover, not this way. Not this way. Damn it. Damon hates wrestling. Ding, ding. All right, Christian. This weekend is Money in the Bank. Before we go ahead and preview the pay-per-view, we are just going to do minuscule rundown of this past week, uh, Raw and SmackDown. We'll talk about it during the, the preview. Yeah. And that's it. Because they sure. were better shows, but... <laughs> they've uh they put the bar so low that a better show yes. isn't really that smackdown great. did get like record low ratings which is unfortunate i i, I don't feel like it like warranted that there was some good wrestling on it but overall i mean the the brand split's dead the wild mm-hmm. card rule just has ruined the fucking brand split so i i wouldn't be surprised if you see it just completely dissolve in the next like six months um but anyway Let's move on to the card. It is 1 o'clock in the morning, so we're going to try to get through this <laughs> the best we can. Um, if you hear Christian snoring, we apologize. I'm awake. <laughs> so, <coughs> pre-show. You know what says pre-show to me? Daniel Bryan. <laughs> well, that B-plus player, of I, course. I, I, I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> obviously. But these fucking assholes put Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan in a tag match during the fucking pre-show. Yes. They are your tag champions, and they're going to be facing off against the Usos. Now, the Usos, you might ask, <laughs> because the Usos are on fucking Raw. But I guess rules don't matter anymore. Nope. So the Usos are going to be challenging for the SmackDown titles. Whatever. Um, I do love 
the team of Daniel Bryan and Rowan in the ring together. I felt like they had good chemistry as a team. Um, they had a match uh, last couple episodes. Um, actually, they had uh, there was a handicap match this past episode. But um, Eric Rowan has seemed like he's finally like kind of come into his own. Um, you know, I just I or maybe I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan's utilizing him, and mm. you know, really just kind of. I I'm not a big Eric Rowan fan, as you can tell, but I feel like Daniel Bryan might be like really I don't know catering to his strengths. So he he's been feeling more and more like a monster. So, um, to me, before he was like the weak link of the Wyatt family. I mean, is he at least he's like less Festus, more Kane? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think that's a great way to describe it. You know, he definitely feels more like a you know a monster in the you know vein of Kane. You know, not Festus. I, although I did love Festus. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the most underrated theme songs. Uh, but anyway, I feel like Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, I mean, their reign has only just begun. Mm. I don't see them losing the titles here to lose. No, and it felt like from the last I saw these, was they were in the direction to get the Raw titles. Well, it seems like, well, it felt like they're in this weird comedy feud with the Revival, mm. and that leads me to believe that the Revival's probably going to interfere in this match and cost them, you know? Mm their uh, title opportunity. So I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. A lot of drama on the pre-show. Yeah. Well, what the (laughs) fuck, man? I mean, it shows you how much McMahon hates the fucking tag team titles Mm -hmm. that still, even with one of your biggest superstars holding them, he's still willing to put them on the fucking pre-show. It's ridiculous. He don't care. Yes. Um, we've got a cruiserweight match happening here, but neither of us are watching the cruiserweight match, so we're going to just say Tony Nese is going to win. So, and now this card is in no order whatsoever, um, but the first match up we have on our list is Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a steel cage match. Man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them in a cage match. I mean... Is it just going to be Shane McMahon doing the punches in the corner? Uh, pretty much. And I would jump <laughs> off something. I guess. I don't I don't feel like I, I'd like to see them in an enclosed space. I like what they did with the, you know, fucking uh what is that match called? It's uh no hope. False count. False count anywhere, yeah. yeah anywhere. You know, I liked I liked that match, but I don't know how I feel I thought it brought in a, a, basically an element of entertainment mm-hmm. that we wouldn't got in in just a strict, like, one-on-one match in the middle of the ring. But with Shane McMahon, you have to have these gimmick matches, you know, because that's his old deal is he's just a stuntman, pretty Yeah, but much. he's not fucking, like, Brock Lesnar. You're not going to see brutality in a steel cage match. Yeah, but you can jump off of it, right? Sure. So, but it's just money in the bank, so it's not a hell in the cell. I hope he trips <laughs> and falls to the outside by accident. And then wins Once the match. Once again, it's you being awful. <laughs> <laughs> You're wishing harm on Shane O'Mac, huh? <laughs> he brings it to himself. <laughs> the man is unstoppable. He fucking, like, he was in a helicopter accident and walked away unscathed. So I don't think anything can take that guy down. No. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just don't care about this match. I just don't. I mean, I feel like that feud has totally, like, lost its uh-huh. steam. 
Now with we have Shane kind of feuding with Roman Reigns too. Yeah, that's that's what I'm it. saying. It's all over the place. Uh, Shane's doing double he's duty. He's becoming like the new authority like mm-hmm. figure. Um, you know. So I I just I just don't give a damn about this feud. It's unfortunate because after the Mania match, I was kind of curious to see where this was going. Yeah. But now I just don't care. Um. But yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give the win to the Miz. Just because I feel like he needs it more, mm-hmm. um, you know, he did lose the main yes. match. Uh, I'm hoping that he gets a solid, you know, face run here, and he can kind of move past this. Um, they did have him face off against uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, he did come face to face with Daniel Bryan, but then Shane McMahon banned him from the arena on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But just kind of the tease of seeing Daniel Bryan, you know, this heel version of Daniel Bryan and, you know, the face version of The Miz, you know, kind of crossing paths was, you know, I don't know. It piqued my interest. Maybe SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, but anyway, uh, moving on, we have Samoa Joe, our uh, United States champion versus Rey Mysterio. All right, maybe they'll get longer than five minutes this time. Not even five minutes. I think it was like 30 <laughs> seconds, right? Uh-huh. In Mania. Um, I'm saying Samoa Joe chokes out Dominic here. That's mm. my guess. We're seeing Dominic again backstage a lot. Um, he, you know, dressed him down pretty pretty off, awfully. Um, you know, we got some fire out of Ray the next week. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I I hate the fact that Dominic is going to be part of this feud. It seems like they're really gearing up towards that. Maybe Eddie would have been the better parent. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they did mention um, storyline wise that Dominic has been training. So and he mm. has actually been training, uh, but they did actually bring it up. So maybe, maybe we see Dominic actually in the ring at some point. Maybe he chokes out Samoa Joe. That would be horrible. <laughs> I would be done at that point. That'd be great. So, but I feel like, yeah, Joe's going to end up somehow distracting Ray using Dominic. Come but, on. Yeah. Uh, Dominic versus Nicholas. Oh, God. WrestleMania. <laughs> Dominic's fucking huge. Like, he's at least six foot something. Hmm. So, I mean, he, I don't know how old he is, though. I'm guessing he's got to be 18. Is he actually? That he's wait, is he actually Ray Mysterio's child? Yes. No, they didn't bring back the fucking... Well, I only ask because fucking he's tall. Yeah. (laughs) Is he Eddie's kid? He's short too. (laughs) No, this is the real Dominic. This is his real son. So Weird. They did actually include him in that whole storyline too. So, but I guess he got like flack from his friends at school and everything, which I mean, yeah, like who's your poppy? Like he literally (laughs) had a shirt that said who's your daddy on it. Um, but yeah, whatever. Wrestling, right? <laughs> uh, next up, we have the women's Money in the Bank match. That is right, Damon. That's we got Natalia, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Money is Mella Carmella. You wanted to read that just so you could do that. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So, Christian, who do you have going over here? Um, I think it comes down to two names. And I'm going to say either a wild card decision with Dana Brooke. Uh, because okay. they have been behind her a little bit. They, they've um, been giving her a little bit of a push, yeah. And it's a good, like, if they wanted someone to lose the money in the bank, Dana Brooke's probably your best bet. 
Uh-huh. Um, Are you saying like she's just going up the ladder or something like that and she gets pushed off at the end? No, no. She if she would if she were to win money in the bank. Oh, and then not actually yeah. be able to cash it in. Mm-hmm. Now, backstage rumor is is they want the money in the bank to, to matter, matter again. Yes. So I feel like both you know competitors who win it are going to actually cash it in and be successful this year. Well, that's why that's I, what I would take that as. But who the fuck knows at this point? <laughs> that's why I feel like we're gonna get a two timer with Alexa Bliss. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. We had a whole little angle start up mm. this past Monday with Nikki Cross. Um, you know, was it Monday? Mm-hmm. Was it Monday? Okay, Monday. Whatever. So it was. It's all a blur at this point. But yeah. So it seemed like Alexa Bliss is trying to use Nikki Cross. We saw a very sane Nikki Cross backstage. Um, I am kind of almost guessing that we're kind of get like a double swerve here, and it's really Nikki trying to use Alexa. Um, they mentioned that she hasn't really been, you know, on camera since she's come over a Raw. No one's noticed. You know, she's kind of playing like the, you know, shy, you know, homely girl, you know, at the dance at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, she basically got Alexa Bliss to give her a match on Raw. Um, and she actually won it. So uh, it was, I believe it was a four-way. So um, they had this spot where Alexa then came out and like, you know, Nikki was about to climb the ladder and then Alexa climbed the ladder. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see Nikki in this match, um, maybe getting the win for Alexa, but then maybe, you know, using mm-hmm. her, you know, like there's going to be some kind of double turn here. I don't feel like you're going to get that classic kind of, you know, I don't know, like, angle that we had between, like, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. It would be interesting if it was, like, a turn before the match where, you know, you have Nikki take out Alexa and then Nikki takes her place in the match. Yeah, or could you get something where you get a turn where Alexa is about to win and, Mm -hmm. you know, Nikki comes out and takes her out. But I feel like if that happens, then someone else has to win. Well, yes. Yes. Well, that's why. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which then, if that was the case, I think Ember Moon might actually win. I I would love to see Ember Moon win, but I feel like I I just can't put any faith in that. I don't know. Either Ember Moon or Mandy Rose. Hmm. Those are my two kind of picks at this point. Mandy Rose would be a good choice to hold the money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it would fit kind of her personality mm-hmm. um do we get cash in here uh, i don't feel like tonight they won't i okay. mean that night in general yeah yeah i don't know because we obviously have you know it inter- some interesting circumstances happening around both of those women titles mm-hmm. you know with becky you know defending both of them so and let's talk about that quickly we have uh becky defending the title the smackdown title against charlotte and then we have Becky defending the Raw Women's title against Lacey Evans. Now, I'm guessing one of these matches is actually going to lead off the mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Um, do you see Becky dropping the title either one of them at this point? I could see her losing one title. Okay. Yeah. But it's hard to say which one. <laughs> How fucking crazy would it be, though, for her to beat both of them and then lose it to the Money in the Bank winner? So then you've got Becky losing, you know, losing the third match 
you know, and then it makes it a little more easier to swallow for the audience. Yeah. You know, she defended both titles successfully, but then ends up losing because of, you know, I can't just, But they haven't made her strong in a pay-per-view match yet. With both titles. Yes. Um, yeah, I could see that. I just don't know how long they're going to go with the whole Becky two belts. Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to have her defending both belts every fucking Well, I mean, if the shirt still sells. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, um, if that's not the case, I just have a hard time believing that she's going to beat Charlotte again. She's beat her up a lot this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Or is it a case where Charlotte wears her down enough and Lacey Evans is able to pick up, you know, the win? I We just haven't seen the scenario a lot, no. so it's really hard. <laughs> I enjoy that element of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually a scenario that I haven't seen a lot, so... And you've got a wild card like the Money in the Bank, you know, kind of in the background. So, I mean, I don't know. It's piqued I, my interest. It depends on placement, but, I mean, if... I mean, if we were... I, I, I don't mind that storyline. You know, if the Money in the Bank gets... Um, cashed in immediately that night after two matches. Uh-huh. I think that's really awesome. I'd fucking pop for it. Yeah. And then what if she? What if it is Dana Brooke and then she actually beats Dana Brooke too? And then she has three. She wins wow. three matches. <laughs> <sighs> that would be awesome. She. I feel like she would deserve. I would go and buy that, that poster <laughs> that night. That Becky would be three awesome. wins. Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty fucking badass. And what a great way to get her over even uh-huh. more. So, so um, I would like to see her defend the titles at least once. You know, both titles in the same mm-hmm. night at least once. So I do agree. It's too soon for her to kind of like drop one of them. But I don't know. I don't know. It's completely up in the air and just unpredictable at this point for me. Um, all right, so we also have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Sami Zayn has inserted himself. Thank fucking God. <laughs> we got Braun Strowman out of this match. So, I mean, he might make an appearance at some point. I wouldn't be surprised, but I felt like last Money in the Bank, which he actually won, like the whole match was just booked around him. Mm. So it really kind of took it away. Yeah, yeah but It now- was fun. You know, like yeah. the first but like the first five minutes of it, but I I just don't need that again two years in a row. Yeah, but now I feel like it's just going to be a run interference moment where he's going to run in and knock Zayn off the off the. As ladder. long as it's just a moment, I'm fine with it. You know, okay. As long as the whole book's not just all the whole match <laughs> is just about mm. you know booking him to look strong, I'm okay with that. So, and I mean, I love the fact that we have Sami Zayn in this match. Um, he's been one of my favorite things going right now. Um, his promo has been fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I love his work. So um, he and he's a perfect fit for a Money in the Bank match. No, especially with these opponents. Mm-hmm. And he had a really nice title match against uh, Kofi Kingston uh, and AJ Styles on SmackDown a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So and the crowd was actually really into it. Um, he had some really nice near falls that the crowd like looked like they were going to come unhinged for. So, um, But yeah, anyway. So we've got Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, uh, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor. Is that it? Oh, I'm sorry. And Andrade and Randy Orton. Christian, predictions. Uh, I'm still sticking with my gut here with Andrade. Yeah, I hope so. I feel like he'd be a perfect fit for that. 
Yeah, I want to heal the habit, mm-hmm. but I don't want that heal to be Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fear. They love Baron Corbin. For some fucking reason. Oh, God. You know, I mean, it, it's... Like, yeah. I, I think I said before, he's got that X-Pac heat right now with the crowd. Where it's not because of the gimmick, it's just because people are tired of yes. seeing him. But um, he's not dating Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte is a key factor here. Is she? Yes. Okay. Um, I feel like it does need to go to a heel. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say it's Andrade. You know? I don't feel like Drew needs it. No. Oh, you absolutely know? not. He could just challenge for the title. And it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need the money in the bank. But Andrade would be fun with it, you know. Although I do want to see a program between him and Balor. Him and Finn have been having some great matches. So. Andrade and Finn? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could walk around with that thing for a good year. So, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, next up, we have Roman Reigns versus Elias. Reigns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Because <laughs> I feel like this is a joke. I yeah, mean, I, I don't. I'm Sh- saying Shane interference. Should, yeah, a little, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, five minutes tops on this match. If it's any more than five minutes, mm-hmm. it's gone too long. All right. So next up, we have the WWE Championship being defended by Kofi Kingston uh, against Kevin Owens. And I just don't know who to go with. <laughs> I'm gonna say Kofi. I I feel like Kofi's gonna at least get a ti- like one. I mean, he's had two title defenses at this point, but at least a pay per view title defense. Mm. Um, I do feel like the feud's gonna continue after tonight, mm-hmm. so that's why I I can go Kofi here and feel secure about it. Mm. Thoughts? I just don't know. You know, he has had some good on TV screen like um, title defenses. They might just you know, hey, you've 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 had your run. There you go. That sucks, man. But I don't know. But I, then, I agree. I agree. Maybe that's why they're giving him those title defenses. But the, who does heal Owens fight after um, Kofi? Kofi. Mason? Well, I think it continues. I think it keeps on moving on. You know, and I think you get a couple you know months out of this. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing it. I'd be fine with that. So, um, but who knows? You might be right. I'm not mad at Kevin Owens with the title, though. You know, that's the thing. I just feel like it's too short of a range for Kofi. Mm -hmm. It was such a big WrestleMania moment. I like to at least see him get a couple months with that belt. I wouldn't mind like a no finish where Owens cheats or just attacks him at some point. And just starts to like, yeah, take him apart or Mm -hmm. something. So, yeah. That could be. You know, neighbor bond, he can't continue or something like that. That's a possibility. So uh, next up, we have Seth Rollins defending the Universal title against AJ Styles. Um, again, I don't know who's going to win. I feel like they're going to keep it on Seth. Yes. That's the ongoing story. It's the same. Like, it's with everyone who's carrying, like, one of the main titles at this point, I feel like it's too mm-hmm. early for them to drop the belt. Do we know who Lesnar is facing at Super Showdown? We don't. We don't, unfortunately. I think it's Undertaker and Goldberg. Yes. Which, Jesus Christ, if that match lasts a minute, it's a minute <laughs> too long. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, he's definitely... It's probably... I'm guessing it's probably Rollins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the rematch, right? So that would make sense. Um, I would love to see an AJ Styles heel turn here. He's definitely been booked as a heel, at least on Raw. So I like to see him just go full heel. Mm-hmm. He's got his edge back, at least. Um, you know, I, and that's what he's been missing, I feel like, for the last year. I feel like he's he got flat over on SmackDown, yeah. unfortunately. So um, I would love to see him just go completely heel right now and just have a great feud between these two. But unfortunately, with Saudi Arabia around the corner and then <laughs> wanting to book fucking Lesnar. Yes. You know, unless you get like Reigns versus Lesnar and it's just like, you know, nothing's on the line, no title involved. But I feel like they're going to want they're the big want the marquee yeah. title match. Because otherwise, you're just going to have a rematch. It's all that Saudi and... money, man. Fucking shit up for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go Rollins here, but I feel like once again, this feud is going to continue on. Mm. Um, and maybe it's due to like AJ getting disqualified or something. Yeah. He goes full heel here. Um, so. Good brothers are no more, correct? No, they're. They, they're still around. Okay. They're still around. They're they're supposed to be leaving the company in September. Their contracts are up in September. They have refused to resign. So they're either headed back to New Japan or AEW at this point. Hmm. So, um, But it would be fun to see them have another like last ride together, you know, just for, you know, the summer. Now, what would be cool is if Bray Wyatt showed up. Okay, okay. Now, okay, book it for me then. Um, you know, you have Styles pretty much lose the match, but it would be Bray Wyatt showing up with his brand new gimmick mm-hmm. to attack Rollins. Yeah, he you start did a address uh, Roman and Seth on social media this past week hmm. and apologized to them. So that could be where they're headed um, direction-wise. Now, how did you feel about the latest episode of the Firefly <laughs> Funhouse? <laughs> what um, we got the reveal of Bray's new face. I think it's a. I I'm still loving the entire thing. Yeah, I just wish it went on for a little bit longer. Give me a little bit more vignettes. Give me a little, uh, a little bit more story elements to it. You know. Yeah, a little more build up mm-hmm. to it. But I did. I. I I did like the review. I thought it was well done, but I agree where it could have gone a couple more weeks, a few more vignettes, mm-hmm. and then you you know go to or maybe hint at it a little here and there. Um, what did you think of the mask? The mask is wicked. I think it's like a perfect like new as as we've said off mic new fifty two Joker is mask. Absolutely, new fifty two <laughs> Joker inspired. It has to be. Um, it feels like he's wearing his old face. I'm wondering if they actually molded his face and then they stretched it cool. out. Um, I could see Bray going to that length. Mm-hmm. And it was actually done by like Tom Savini's crew, you know, mm-hmm. the legendary makeup artist. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I really, I loved everything about it. I hope the Firefly house hasn't ended though. I still want to see... You no, know. I think that would be a great thing to way to like continue on with feuds or anything. Like he's just addressing things going on in his storyline, mm-hmm. but to the Firefly Funhouse. Yes, you get the fun. kids booing, you know, the other superstars and stuff uh-huh. like that when he mentions that'd be great. Them. Even have a guest appearance from exactly. other superstars. <laughs> that'd be fucking great. Um, but yeah, do so. Do you think he's wrestling in the mask? 
I think he's wrestling in the mask. Because that thing looks like it's going to be fucking hot. So I hope they got like some ventilation going mm-hmm. on for that thing. Because that, that looks thick latex, you know, to me. So, I mean, I mean, I guess I Kane did it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, I, I want him in the mask too. I, I, but I'm wondering if it's going to be a situation where he like comes to the ring in the mask and then takes it off. You know, which I feel like would be a bit of a letdown. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that booking, though. You know? Um, I feel like he's going to get cheered, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I agree with you there. But I also think if they're going to do a big reveal, it'll probably be on television. Yes. Yes. As no, on Raw, you're saying? Yeah. Instead of the pay-per-view. I agree. That's usually the, their MO, mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I, I feel like maybe, you know, he'll be almost like an in-betweener at first. I mean, and honestly, I mean, those vignettes have been the best thing going the last yeah. couple of weeks. They know? actually seem creative. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm wondering if they gave Bray just like complete like her blanche and let him do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it really does feel like there was like actually like, you know, creative like passion involved, you know, <laughs> where someone was actually enjoying what they were doing. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a lot of time off to like come yes. up with this shit. <laughs> it's going to be a dad, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's probably, probably where this all came from. <laughs> some changes. Um, all right, man. So that's pretty much the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Yes. Um, and we're probably got maybe 20% of those matches right. <laughs> so... I just yeah. they're so unpredictable right now. I have no clue where they're headed. Personally, know? I just I'm and it's not, not due to creative storytelling. No, that's for sure. It's just and, bad writing. <laughs> and because of that, I'm not exactly all that excited for this pay per view. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it's a sleeper pay per view. You know, I'm hoping that we just get really fucking stellar matches mm-hmm. out of it. I mean, we're getting ladder matches, so with some really talented competitors in there. So I feel like we're gonna have yeah. some sleeper matches. But then we we see them on TV doing ladder spots already. That yeah. annoyed the shit out of mm-hmm. me. So on SmackDown, they had like a four way match with the ladder involved. Um, you know, and they used the ladder throughout the entire. You basically got half of the fucking Money in the Bank match. On SmackDown. It's just poor booking. I don't understand. Like, he's breaking... Like, McMahon's breaking all of his rules. You know? That's something he would never mm-hmm. do in the past. You don't fucking give that shit away for free. Um, you know, you get, like, one-on-one matches between the competitors. And, yeah, maybe the latter happens, you know, to show up at the end of the match. But not like that. That no. was weird booking. I was, I was fucking flabbergasted, though, that Andrade won. That was, <laughs> that was exciting. Um, and he actually he pinned Finn for mm-hmm. that. So that made me feel like that is definitely going to be a program that's happening um, in the future. But yeah, no, I, I, I was I was really astounded by that that booking. So but there's been a lot of things. You yeah. know. I was astounded but not surprised at the same time <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> it makes sense WOE wise. Yeah, I guess. Um, so we also got some huge news outside of the WWE yes, universe. It's about time we got this news too. <sighs> yes, yes. Good news for all of us. AEW All Elite Wrestling is coming to TNT this October. Yes. So, um finally we got the announcement. We there was a strong rumor going around last week, um but now it's been confirmed. 
Um, they are going to be on. We don't have a day yet, right? No, it's not. Um, it's, it's October. Tuesday, Tuesday uh, Dynamite has not been, you know, no. because that was one of the uh, copyrights <laughs> that they filed. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But I everyone speculate. Uh, yeah, I, I, me too. That's horrible. Um, just because it rhymes doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. But everyone's speculating that they're going to be on Tuesday night because it just makes sense schedule wise, you know, in between the wrestling shows. Right. You don't need to go head to head. No, know, first, no, not don't. at all. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, there's a lot of buzz around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like what they've been doing with the interviews and stuff, you know, very much, which seems to be like kind of what all the networks have been asking for, which is, you know, we want a more sports centric wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what AEW is saying that they're going to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're saying. They're going to, mm-hmm. and wins are going to matter. And, you know, we're, so hopefully we're not getting this 50, 50 booking, um, but at the same time, I will point out like just the brilliance of that whole like those the the Rhodes vignettes that mm-hmm. they with Cody and you know Dustin. I I feel like they're out WWE WWE you know with those vignettes you know because that is very much you know a staple of WWE storytelling mm-hmm. those kind of vignettes. But they you know I haven't seen a vignette like from WWE like that in years. You know, so, I mean, maybe they're taking a page also out of their book, too. So, there's nothing wrong with a little drama, no. you know. But, yes, I, I, I'm definitely jonesing at this point for yes. a more, like, sports-oriented <laughs> product. So, it will be the alternative. So, um, And then we also got an announcement of Double or Nothing live streaming on Bleacher Report Live. Yes. Which I didn't even know was, like, a streaming service. Uh, me neither. I looked it up today. They had, like... Soccer playing and everything, so I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I guess it's a thing. Um, forty nine ninety nine. I guess I guess I've been spoiled by the WWE <laughs> network. I forgot about the days when you had to pay fifty dollars for a pay per view. Mm. So, but I think it's worth. I think it's worth, it, especially you know being such a milestone pay per view. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, is that it for wrestling? That's going to be it, man. All right. And that's it for our show. Exactly. All right. So, uh, it's two o'clock in the morning, Christian. So we're not doing shout outs this week. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I can't read at this point. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Christian, where can you find us? Well, Damon, you can find us on every platform that you can possibly imagine, but you can also find us on dramacityproductions.com, which is our stable, full of amazing podcasts for you to check out every single week. Definitely check in there. Um, plenty of pods to check out there. So, yeah, check us out on the check us out. All right, Christian. So, and if you are checking us out over on iTunes, Podbean, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts, make sure you go ahead and give us a nice five-star review, okay? Hit subscribe. Um, it means so much to podcasts like us. Um, you know, it keeps a little show like us going. Yes. So make Christian smile, goddamn. Yes, please. <laughs> he needs any ounce of happiness he can get. The miserable fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Damon, you know what would really make me happy? What would that be, Christian? If they ran over to Podcoin right now, subscribed there, and got the free four or three hundred coins that we can provide them using code NerdShow. That's right. You can actually get paid to listen to us. You know, we're Why? not getting paid to talk and do the show, exactly. but you can get paid to listen to us um, or any of your favorite podcasts. So go ahead, download the app, 
uh, get PodCoin and start to make money. Listen to your favorite podcast. There's no reason not to. Yeah, and you know what? And if you don't want to make money, you know, you want to give some of that money to one of your favorite charities, you can do that too through the app. Or just, you know, simply give it to the charity known as Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a way that you can financially help us, though. How is that, Christian? Uh, they can go on T Public right now and find shirts for Christian and Damon's amazing nerd show. Get your nerd swag, people. Exactly. You can go ahead, you can get yourself a shirt, you can get yourself a hoodie. You can get yourself a hat. You can get yourself a sticker. <laughs> I don't think we do thongs, but we've got pretty much everything else. No, but we do need to reach out for people for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I need our faces on thongs. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Christian, while you're buying a shirt, you can go ahead and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh putting new content up every day um we are your nerd hub for all your nerd news Absolutely. so uh yeah go ahead and check us out on all those platforms uh and also you can go ahead and check out the music you're hearing right now that is dj greg brebner he's over on soundcloud download this song and other songs for free right now and of course if you enjoy the music at the top of the show that was them guilty aces you can check them out on itunes Give them a rating while you're over there. They're a great rockabilly band from Chicago, so if you're ever in the area, you can check out a show. They pretty much play every weekend. Yes, and remember, if you're in the area this weekend, I'm going to be at ASIN. We're going to be partying. We're going to have a good time. Come check out the title. We'll take a picture with you, and we'll all have a good time. Again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but don't go to the rave with Christian. Come on, it's fun. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't remember if that's Friday or Saturday, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to bring your samurai sword guy with you? Hell yeah. I'd have a drink with Samurai Dan. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, God. All right, Dan, that's going to do it for this show. My name yeah, is Christian. Is. And my name is Damon. And that's the Amazing Nerd Show. Mine.